time to get a party together. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that's all. That's all we got to say. It's time to get the party together. <laughs> that's it. That's the podcast. Thank you for coming. Thank you. We're gonna get a party together. And good night. Yay! We'll see you next week. No, we have to get it. We gotta get a party together. We gotta get the group all all ready to go and fight some dudes. Fight some folks in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Streets underground in a building on a roof. <laughs> Wherever the fights may lead. That's a good way to put that. It really is. I'm, I'm, I am poetic at times. It is true. You are. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen and Ladium. Hello. And uh, we got a, we got a new game to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the latest iteration in the Yakuza series, the eighth Yakuza, no, eighth? Mm. Yes, eighth Yakuza game. <laughs> <laughs> which is also titled Yakuza 7. Yeah. Except not here, which is a, a after, you've, you've seen the end of this game. Yes. Or at least like the back half of this game. Yes. That seems like a mistake not to call this Yakuza 7 here in the United States. Yes, I agree with you. It's a real weird, uh, I think, a flaw in the way they uh, they title this game. Also, this game, with the way they titled it in English, which is called Yakuza Like a Dragon, is Yakuza Ryogo Gotaku, which is just the same name of the game. It's basically if you called the game Yakuza Yakuza. Yakuza Yakuza. Because <laughs> Like a Dragon is the Japanese titling for the, the series. Oh. Yeah. Welp. <laughs> Good. Somebody clearly was paying attention when they named this game. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, Yakuza Seven's out. It is. And I played all of it. I didn't. You watched a good bit of it though. I did. I had to fill you in on a lot of stuff that happened because you were like, "I'm gonna let's, let's watch this game," and it was like, "I'm in chapter like eleven or 12 <laughs> We're in near the end game. <laughs> yeah, but like. I mean, you kind of got the gist of like what was going on, so you're gonna you're gonna hear about what happened in the earlier chapters and be like, and get to learn like, oh, this happened. Gets a little, get some connections that form. Whoop whoop. Yes, we're also going to go. We're gonna be like juggalos and go whoop whoop. No, not like that. Yucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a the latest shock is a game it is the the first non Kiryu uh led Yakuza game. Is the first breaking of the the Kiryu story. Also, the first Yakuza game to be a Japanese role playing game. <laughs> yep, that's the part that's really significant. That is the big big change here. Um, you might remember there was like a, a couple years ago where they put out a video that was Yakuza, but what if it was a JRPG? And a lot of people were like reacted very positive positively to that. So they were like, "Oh, what if we just do this?" <laughs> <laughs> what if we just make that the game and then they that's what they did they made that the game uh so yeah i mean it's it, it is a jrpg through and through but yes. like it still has a lot of like the dramatic melodrama that the yakuza series is known for like this is very much still a a crime crime drama um 
has That's why all Loki liked it so much. Exactly. It has all the wacky like side stories that you want, it has all the weird mini game type stuff that you would want from a Yakuza game. Like basically <laughs> everything that you would think of a Yakuza game is here, it's just the battle system's different. Mm-hmm. Easy way to explain it. Which I personally would find more accessible because I would understand how to play it better, but Totally. Yeah, I think that it it's definitely like not like a weird JRPG system. Like it's very basic. Um, like if you've played a JRPG, you can understand how to play this game. Uh, I mean, have... I'm better at. To- I mean, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, like it has just like normal attacks. You have special skills. You have summons, which are all very good. Very good. good. We'll talk about that. Um, you can swap party members on the fly if you need to. So like, it is a good JRPG. It also like characters level up, or when they level up, they they get heals. Mm-hmm. They're healed in SP. Uh, or MP gauges filled up, which means again, it's a good JRPG. Yep, it's the mark of those. Uh, but yeah, I like mean, to it, be fair, Shadow Hearts does not have that, and it's a great RPG. So. I, it's, it is a lesser RPG because of it, though. Ooh. Look, if it was, if it's the one knock against that game. Okay. If it if it let you refill your your health and stuff, it would be a twenty out of ten. But now it's nineteen out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit like non-spoilery stuff first before we dive into the story because, oh my god, there's a lot of story in this game. Yeah. There are times where you're just watching cutscenes like it's a Metal Gear game. Yeah. But like also I'm just like into that sort of thing, so like that that is not a bother to me. But also uh, it's not stupid. No, well. <laughs> depends on what your definition of stupid is. <laughs> um. So yeah, like. We're going to say it's not pretentious. How about that? Sure. This game does um, not take itself seriously. Yes and no. It does at points, but at other points it does not. True. Uh, I think I think they switch over to JRPG, like that whole system, like it works very well mm-hmm. in a surprising way, considering the last seven games have been beat 'em up games and all that. Um, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's very much you can tell this is a first attempt at mm-hmm. doing this. Like. They have a there's a there's a job system in this game obviously which they've shown off in trailers and all sorts of stuff so it's not really a spoiler but like I don't think the job system was all that necessary because there the problem I think with the job system is that it takes so long to level up a job yeah that it, I feel like it would be a hindrance if you wanted to like switch jobs later on in order to like really try and get like all the skills that you wanted to on specific characters and all that sort of stuff so like. I feel like by the time you're like that far into the game, you're just going to be like, I have this one job and I'm just going to stick with it. Yeah. That's the way I'm going to play this game. Um, so like it, it's, it gives you interesting like ideas for character skills and like builds and all that sort of stuff. But like, I think at the end of the day, it's like not the most necessary thing in the world to, to include, um, which isn't to say it's bad or anything. It's just, it's not, I don't think as well implemented as it really could be. Like, I, a lot of this game is very much just like, hey, we are referencing Dragon Quest to the yeah. point where we are talking about Dragon Quest in the game. I don't know how much of like a job system thing is like a Dragon Quest thing or not. Like the only Dragon Quest game I've played is Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior, yeah. And I don't same. think there was a job quest job system in that game. There was not. So I don't know how wild and crazy they've gone in the the nine iterations since then. Um. So I don't know if that's a thing or not, but regardless, like I think it's a thing you could you could improve upon or 
iterate on in a sequel mm-hmm. if you decided to do another jrpg yakuza game like i think the uh, the director of these games have said like hey if people react positively to this and are just like banging on our doors telling us to go back to the old system we will probably just make another jrpg then nice if we do that like i think it would be interesting if like you if the yakuza series if like with this new story and everything just stayed as a jrpg and then you could do like side games like judgment or whatever spinoff game you want to do as like the beat up game yeah and i mean especially if you're sticking with this character yes um because like if i'm not mistaken like this is how he's imagining things totally yeah going down so like it would make sense to stick with that style if you're mm-hmm. sticking with him yeah like a lot of the plot point or like the reason for like why this game is a turn-based game is because of the way ichiban uh views himself views like people he's fighting against as like enemies in a jrpg like he views like he like talks about like oh well now you're in my party now so it's all cool and everyone's <laughs> just like, what are you talking about um like there's a reason why like care like when you get into fights like enemies transform is because like that's just the way he views people and he'll talk about like yeah did you see did you see those guys transform at all and they're like no no what are you talking about man our outfits all changed <laughs> yeah so, um, so i think I, like that's yeah i i agree with you on that that like it would make sense if like they're going to stick with ichiban um for a potential sequel and anything like it would make sense to stay with the with the jrpg style i relate to this because i also make jokes about life being a jrpg yeah like you're a member of my party just so you know you just don't have a cool back tattoo i have two well, back I mean, tattoos a giant back tattoo i should say because you do have back tattoos. You just don't have like a giant one covering your whole back. And it's not a dragon or anything related to and a dragon. And you're not just like whipping off three sets of clothes to show it off. No, I cannot touch my shoulder and somehow rip off <laughs> all of my upper clothing. Which I think would probably get me arrested. True. Um, But yeah, I, I do not have that capability. I, I tried earlier and it did not work. Unfortunate tragic uh there's a lot of mini games in this game there's a there's a mini game where you go around and collect cans around the homeless encampment you have to fight <laughs> off other homeless people to get cans which is a little little weird um don't don't fight the homeless people they're trying That's to steal what... your cans yeah but like they, they probably need it more than you do yeah it, you're not wrong you're not wrong. <laughs> some, of, some of the ways like this game this game is weird sometimes about its politics yeah. where like I feel like at times it's like really like going to bat for like for like homeless people for like sex workers where it's like you know here are people who are like looked down upon in society and like why are we doing that but then yeah and vulnerable like in the main story like there's a lot of that but then also they'll be like here now you're fighting hungry hungry hobo oh no and it's just like that's a weird uh weird dichotomy of what you're trying to say here yeah so like there's a lot of weird stuff like that and also there's like you know there's a there's a point earlier in the game where like you end up in a homeless encampment and you're like broken everything and then like two hours later you're running a business. You're a billionaire. Yeah, and it's like there's a lot of like weird aspects of that that like feel like they just don't mesh with like what the, the with the main story that the game's trying to tell you. Specifically, like later on in the game, like there will be instances where Ichiban's like, "Oh, I don't have enough money to do this," and it's like, "No, you totally do." Yeah. Like. What are you talking about? Like, this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. 
Solid. I mean, to be fair, I say like I don't have money to do things, and I definitely have like a nice, safe, nice relative. Like I'm very much like lower middle class. I my savings is like a little bit of a cushion, but well, uh, this would be I, even I, more egregious than what yours would be. Yes, I agree because so. I've seen I've seen your bank account in this game. Yeah, so like it's it's very weird in aspect. Like I I feel like it's very just like counterintuitive to what the game really wants to tell you. Yeah. So like. There's just weird aspects of that that, like, I feel like just don't work. Um, and it's a shame because, like, I feel like with what the story tells you, like, that's not what the game should be presenting you. <laughs> so it's it's very weird in that aspect. Um. Oh uh, yeah, there's there's a management sim type aspect of the game where you run businesses, kind of similar to the Yakuza Zero one they put in. Um. You can play arcade games, obviously, because this is a it's a Yakuza game, so you can play Virtual Fighter Five in the year two thousand. It's just not really how that's supposed to work. Nope. <laughs> but it is a thing you can do. Um, what else? You can there is a Mario Kart ripoff called Dragon Kart. Yep, it is definitely Mario Kart. It definitely is. Totally so excited <laughs> for it though. It's very it yeah, it's it works, obviously. I think the AI in it sometimes is just kinda dumb. Yeah. But it is a kart racer that you can play in the Yakuza game. It's totally a thing you can do. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else like weird that's in here. Um, there's like a you can do like there's like this hero app that you can go around and like help people. That that gives you like a little like access to a few more like smaller side quest opportunities and everything. But that's also where like you you hide like the like the the challenge log and all that sort of stuff. That's usually prominent throughout. Most of the other Yakuza games as well. Um, yeah, it, it, like, it, if you've played a Yakuza game or you've heard of these games, like, you, you know that there's going to be a lot of just, like, weird side stuff that'll be permeating throughout the entirety of the of the game that you can do, like, you know, when you're not mainlining the, the main quest and everything. So it's just a lot of just, like, doing the main story, and then I guess I'm just hanging out with my friends um, oh, I guess that that actually does a good that's a good transition because like there is a there is a good like bonding little sub stories within your party that you'll be able to have with every party member that you bring in, which mm -hmm. is kind of an extension of the uh, the friend system from Yakuza Six. Where in Yakuza Six, you got to go to this one bar and chat with people and like learn about them and like gain your friendship up friendship up with them as you would like just drink in the bar and all this sort of stuff. So like this is a like a kind of a an extension of that where like every member of your party you'll have like little in interactions with you have like a one little dialogue tree choice that you can have that ups one of your skills um and then eventually they just have like a specific story route that they go down that you have to help them out with and figure out a problem that they have or fight some dude for them or whatnot mm -hmm. usually you gotta fight someone because <laughs> that's how these 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 things sort of go so like that's a i think that's a fun little thing um to include and it also gives you a chance to like kind of flesh out some of the other characters in your party that you might not be able to see in like the main story or anything like that. So it's a it's a good little thing like that. Um, karaoke is in there, obviously. Um, it's a lot of like more like classic Yakuza songs that they've like redone and uh, remade for like the other characters to sing. Yeah. Um, and also they redid all those in English, which is wild to think about. That is super wild. Yeah. 
Uh, so like that's all in there and then you can also like find random cds from like of of songs that are from like uh, older yakuza games as well and then also just like random songs from the library of sega games yes so there's like there's obviously the one song you should always play in the bar which is the theme to daytona usa yes which you did every time that absolutely um and there's like a bunch of other stuff like there's um songs from like fantasy star online 2 from like nights in the dreams from sonic adventure but it's not the sonic adventure song you want tragic which is real weird uh some other stuff in there i think like border break which is like a free-to-play game that came out on ps4 and pc i think and then also there's songs from persona 5 in that game Yep. Which is weird. I mean, hey, the soundtrack to Persona 5 is, like, the one good thing about Persona 5, so, like, I'm okay No, I, I, I agree with you. It's just, you It's know. also, like, weird instrumental versions of all the songs, so, like, that's the the a little bit of a strange part as well. What? I didn't yeah. realize that. So, like, that's weird. Huh. But, yeah, like, that's a cool little fun thing you can do. Um, there's, there's crafting in this game now, so you can, like, craft weapons and armor and everything, and you can also craft, like, items and stuff. For like battle battle items healing stuff like that and also like gift items you can give to people and everything i think that's basically kind of like the easy rundown of this game like it's it's i like this game a lot i i don't know if i'm surprised by that or not but like i this game for being the first game that's not just like a kiryu led game and everything like it's really good and i think a lot of that hinges upon that Ichiban is such a different character from Kiryu where Kiryu is like you know he's the straight guy where he like he's very serious and everything like he'll do some wacky stuff here or there or wacky stuff will come to him but he's mm-hmm. like the kind of guy who doesn't really like show emotion a whole lot yeah um so like he's the you know the prototypical tough guy but with like somewhat of like a heart of gold type protagonist that you've seen in all sorts of media um whereas Ichiban's like He's got big Goku energy. Is it's kind of a phrase I've seen kicked around where like he's he's a big dumb. He is with a big heart of gold. He big wants, heart of gold. He wants to you know do right by all of his friends. He wants to make sure they're all okay regardless of the situation and everything. Um, and he'll do whatever is in his power to to achieve that. And like he's he's loyal to the end. Like he is he is ride or die. Like legitimately real real ride or die. And also um, like one thing. We'll probably talk about more when we get into spoilers, but he is definitely, he expresses himself a lot, mm-hmm. um, whether it is a positive or negative um, emotion he's feeling, he lets you know what he's feeling. And that's really cool because you don't always see that with like tough guy type characters. Totally. Um, like, you know, if he's sad, you know, if he's mad, you know, if he's happy, like he he lets you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think it helps as well that you have, like, just, like, this crew around you that he's able yeah. to, like, bounce off of, like, all the time. So, yeah. like, it helps, like, you know, see, you see more of that character and everything, but also, like, him being around, like, opens up just, like, you know, more avenues and more opportunities for, like, the other characters to show off and showcase mm-hmm. themselves as well. So, like, I think it, it really helps that, like, you know, that Ichiban is the way he is, and also, like, he has this ensemble cast around him that, you know, they're able to bounce off of each other and be able to open up themselves in ways that you don't really see as well in like just single yakuza games per se like you you'll see it over the course of games you know as time progresses and everything but like not really in the same vein as like just one game in particular yeah i um i don't know kiryu obviously 
Um, but I will say from what I saw of you playing this game, I really like Ichiban. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really liked him. He's he's really good. He's a very likable guy. Totally. Even though he has stupid air. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I think they do a really good job of like this is a different character from Kiryu. Yeah. And you basically understand that from the from the start. Uh, but yeah, let's see how we're 20 minutes in. You want to talk about some spoilers? Yeah, before we get into spoilers, I've got to say one thing that is probably going to be talked about later, but also the fact that there is a Korean drama reference in this is fantastic. It's really good. Uh, also, I, wa- I want to make mention that this game is fully English dubbed. Yes. For the first time since Yakuza 1. Wow. That a Yakuza game has been fully English dubbed. So you can play it in English or Japanese. Uh, I played it in Japanese because of reasons we will talk about later on. Um, I've seen some of the English dub. And some of it I've been like, that seems like a very odd casting to like, oh, that, you know, that fits. Yeah. I think Ichiban's voice actor does a good job. I think George uh, Takei as uh, as Masami does a really good job in that role. Um, the, the dude they get to play Nanba I don't think fits because like, he he voices that character like very very deep and like it does not fit that character really in the slightest and then there is a spoiler character that matt mercer plays that mm-hmm. does he just matt mercer is great like no there's no doubt about that but like he just does not it's not a good like cast for him yeah in terms of like playing that character or anything but we'll get to that i think when stuff happens but yeah um one thing that i think is worth mentioning though uh just because i mentioned it to you when we were talking about this originally and i think it's hilarious um, but Ichiban's English voice actor, uh, he's also the voice actor for Gaius in Trails of Cold Steel. Mm-hmm. And that's just hilarious to me. <laughs> it's um, real good. Yeah. And also, like, they do, like, there, there is definitely, like, some script changes to if you're playing in the English dub or in the Japanese dub. Mm-hmm. So there are there will be some instances of things being said differently or just, like, you know, talked about differently. Um, and then there's, like, a specific side quest where, like... They they changed a little bit in the English dub to where like there's a there's a foreigner who comes up to you and speaks to you in English where he's just like, can you tell me where the train station is? Just in perfect English and Ichiban in Japanese is like, oh crap, I don't know English that well. What do I do? And then in the English dub he kind of says the same line, but then subtly looks to the looks right into the camera, mm-hmm. acknowledging the fact that they're speaking English to each other. Good. Very, it, that was like that was a thing that like sega of uh of america was like they they had the japanese team like insert that that little model movement and like look at the camera because they're like we need to have this as the as the joke because it, the ridiculousness of them speaking english to each other when that's not how this would really be <laughs> right so like that that's a cool thing that they they included and everything um also goofy that when you play in the when you're in a fight it has the uh, the battle menu. Um, it's like triangle is skills, circle is something. Regardless, like the the four buttons, they say Sega, and they didn't say Sega at first. Like I think the the etc button was like something else, but then someone was like, "Hey, what if you change the that button to like an e na- an e word so it's so the the radio would say Sega?" And then they were like, "Oh, we should do that. Let's do that." <laughs> oh my god, it's very good. Um.
I haven't heard it, but also like Robbie Damon as a uh, Zhao is an uh, interesting choice. Yeah, I didn't get to I didn't get to hear that part first at all. Yeah. Let's talk about this story because there's a lot to the story, and I, I'm yes. going to be reading from this Yakuza Wiki page that has like full breakdown of each chapter. So I'm going to like brush through these to to really get to the the meat and potatoes of it. Okay. Um. So this game begins in the past. In like the the seventies, you see like this play going on. There's, there's a characters on the stage. There's the main character is like a geisha girl, essentially done up like that. Um, the star of the play and everything, they do the play, do all that sort of yada yada yada. Uh, they go backstage, um, and they're all like you know getting all done and everything the the main character's mom shows up and is like real angry and is like oh you you think just because you're popular now now that you don't have to do the grunt work of everything <laughs> uh and then just leaves off with their lover uh main character's dad shows up and is like yeah you did good today you want to go get food after this um so they they leave to go get food uh by the way the 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 kid here is Masami Arakawa we will learn about in a little bit so it's him and his dad. They're going off to to go to the Chinese restaurant. They're going to get Peking duck because he's like, oh, the duck's great. You should we should get duck because it's our last time in the, our last day in this town. So they're they're getting ready to get to they're eating like the the appetizers and everything. Um, Masami goes to the bathroom while this is happening. Um, so he goes to the bathroom. He passes the waiter bringing in the duck, obviously, to the room. Uh, while all that's happening, we see in the room. The waiter pulls off the. What's the? There's a plate and then the cover thing on it. The coach. Yeah, exactly that thing. Pulls it off. It's a gun. Ah! Uh, so like while Masami's in the bathroom, his dad just gets shot in the head. He comes back and then he's like, "Dad, what's wrong?" Hey, shakes him and then his head just like flings backwards and you just see the bullet in his head. Yikes. Um, fast forward to New Year's Eve 2000, and Masami is now in his his office. He's a he's a leader. He's the patriarch of a Yakuza family now. Just you know, reminiscing about about life and everything. Um, he yells for Ichiban, but Ichi's not there. Uh, Masami's uh, captain Joe Sawashiro is there. And he's like, no, I sent him off to go get collections. He's he's off doing that thing. So then that's when we cut to Ichiban and he's off doing his thing. He's chasing down a dude who was selling animal porn to kids, labeling it as pornography. Uncensored porn, to be exact. Beats him up. And then he's like, he's like, hey, uh, his friend uh, uh, Matsuo shows up and is like, all right, we got the money. And he's like, no, you should go give this money back to the kids. Because they got scammed and everything. And Matsuo, who Ichiban calls Mitsu, is like, what do you mean? Why would you do that? And Ichiban's like, that's, I mean, that's what we should do. Um, other stuff happens. You kind of go around to the various places in Kamurocho uh, where you, you just see like a bunch of people just know who you are and everything. And are just like wanting you to help with like menial tasks and all this sort of stuff. Eventually, Mitsu shows up back up and is like, hey, we got to go get this guy who's like late on his loan payments and everything. So you have to go fight him. But it's a dude like you knew growing up. And you you fight him and beat him up, and then Ichiban's like, "All right, I guess we'll we'll take your wallet now because we totally got the money." And Mitsu's like, "Why didn't we take the money from him?" And Ichiban's like, "He, he, he even if he's late, he'll he'll be good for it." It's like, "Do not worry about this. Like, I know this guy. I know his character. You know, he's going to 
He's going to pay us regardless. Just if he's late, you know, he's probably got other stuff to deal with. But we got his wallet. We'll just say we got his wallet. And oh, no, we didn't get the money. Whoa. Um, while this is happening, uh, he gets a call from Sawashiro who's like, why aren't you with the young master? Where have you been? And Ichiban's like, oh, crap, I got to go. So he goes, uh, goes to this like giant apartment complex. He finds the young master who is Masato uh, Arakawa, who is Masami's son. He's in a wheelchair because of health issues and everything. So he has he needs like assistance getting around and all this sort of stuff. Uh, he is having Ichiban take him to uh, this hostess club because his his lady is his lady's birthday. Oh snap! And he's got her a gift, and he's like, "Did you get her a gift?" And Ichiban's like, "I got her something, but it's not good because I don't make that much money. But I mean, I, it's, it's fine. I got her something." <laughs> they uh, they roll up to the the hostess club, and Masato's like, "Hey." Let's hang out here for a second. I don't want to go in quite yet. And each one's like, okay, I guess. Let's hide in this alley for a second. Uh, Masato holds out, pulls out like this in, this injection pin and just shanks himself right in the chest. And each one's like, whoa, what are you doing? And he's just like, this is medicine I got. It'll help me not look like a fool and not look like I'm in a wheelchair. It'll make me feel like I'm confident for a, a couple hours. So they go into the hostess club. He walks in. Everyone's just like, wait a minute. How are you walking in here? <laughs> Um, they, they go to their seat, they're waiting for the lady to show up, and the lady doesn't show up. So he's like, Ichiban, go find, go find the girl. Bring her over here. So Ichiban has to go find the girl and everything. He eventually finds her in this one booth with this older dude, and Ichiban's like, I gotta bring this girl with me, and the dude's like, what do you mean? I was here first. Why wouldn't that be a thing? Uh, Masato also shows up and is like, hey, if, if we, you know, we were just gonna, we are gonna have drinks and everything if you want me to pay for your drink i could do that and this guy's like yeah i can't really do that um let me show you my business card and let me show you why where i'm like one of the the bigs in the tokyo police department and they're like oh he's like yeah so i can't really even give you this card because i have to be very uh, selective about who i give my business card to but then he lets the girl go off because they're like they're just bugging him so they do the gifts exchange and everything. Uh, Ichiban gives her like a, a handkerchief, and the other <laughs> girls make best. the other girls make fun of him because they're like, "Oh, my mom has that." Oh, he did his best. Did. Masato gives her like this giant, not giant, but like a very fancy watch, and he's like, "Yeah, that costs about as much as like a a nice condo." Which maybe ne- maybe next time that's the gift I'll give you. She's <sighs> like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then some time passes and Ichiban's in the bathroom taking a poop and he's just like sitting there and then he hears a conversation between the girl and the cop and the girl's like yo this, we have I have to get rid of this guy like he is creeping me out he said he's gonna buy me a, a house and like I can't deal with this anymore like this is this is too much how in the world can he hear all this place pooping because they're like, in the where, bathroom where... oh they're in the men's bathroom yeah they're in the bathroom oh I mean, how are you having a serious conversation like this when someone's pooping next to you? They didn't know he was in there. You wouldn't smell the poop? I don't know. Uh, so he like he sits there for a bit and walks out eventually, and he's like, oh, God, I can't believe I heard that. And then also Masato's like, around the corner, just very disheveled looking. And he's like, oh, crap, did you also hear that? And Masato's like, here's the money for the night. Just throws like the bag at him. And he's like, pay for, pay for the drinks and everything. Rest of it, you can just wipe your ass with it. I don't care. I'm leaving. 
Maybe literally. You just took a poop. I mean, literally could have. So Masato leaves. Ichiban pays for everything. Then it goes back to the, the Arakawa uh, office. He brings the money that he just took money from the, <laughs> the kid from Masato <laughs> and just was like, use that as the collections money. And then Samashiro's like, I know this is the bank from Masato's this monster's bank why do you why do you have the young master's money what are you trying to pull here like what are you doing and he's like uh, 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 uh. and then Sabashiro's was like all right get get the knife get the board and the knife and they're gonna cut off his pinky ah! so they're getting ready to cut off his pinky and then uh uh masami arakawa shows up the head man and he's like ichiban come into the office with me and that saves him from getting his pinky cut off. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so, uh, Arakawa like, uh, takes Ichiban. They have a little talk, and then they like they go out for... They were going to go out for dinner. Over this time, Arakawa kind of, like, talks about his backstory and everything. Like, you know, what led him up to this point. Where he discusses um, how, in his former family, before he had his own family, uh, mm -hmm. the patriarch of the family, like, tagged him. as was like, hey, you're going to marry my daughter. And he was like, that's very, that's a big honor for me and everything. Like, that's neat. But also, like, I have this other girl that I'm in love with. Like, that's a problem. And then, you know, push comes to shove where, like, I put off telling the boss about this. So it's very bad to the point where, oh, no, my lover's having a kid. And she's getting ready. She's getting ready to pop that kid out. <laughs> so that happens. And then the, the family finds out and they're like, OK, well, we got to kill the girl and the kid. Because you did this. Also, we're gonna mess you up as well. So he's like, he's on the run. He they they he tried to have the two of them meet in a cafe, but he gets a call from her and is like, "Yeah, they're on the way. I'm in the hospital. I have to leave. If anything bad happens, I'm going to dump the kid or leave the kid in a coin locker. Find the kid and get out of here." So like that's the plan going in. Um. He's about to like leave the cafe and he gets stopped by some of the, the family and they, they rough him up a bit, but he's able to get away and head to the coin lockers where he's like, I don't know what locker it is. I got to figure out wh where's the kid at? Where wh did the kid get dumped here or anything? What's happening? Eventually he hears a, a baby crying. Mm -hmm. So like, and he's like trying to open it up because the, the, the locker's locked. So he just starts punching the locker open <laughs> till his like fist is all bloody and there's blood all over the locker, but eventually he pops it open. And he grabs the kid and he's like, oh my god, this is my kid. This is my kid. And he like holds it up to make sure it's breathing and everything. He's like, oh crap, do, 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 oh do. crap, oh crap. I have to go. Get out of my way, people. I have to get to the hospital real quick. So uh, he tells all that to Ichiban and everything. And then he's like, yeah, I never saw the girl again. I, I'm guessing she got caught and they killed her. Uh, the kid obviously was Masato. He, you know, we had to take, he, you know, he had the, the health conditions because he was out in the cold too long um so some of his organs like failed because of hypothermia yikes so, so that's why he's stuck to the wheelchair now and everything uh but yeah hey you want to go get Peking duck <laughs> so, like they could they try and go but like the one restaurant that's in Camarocho that sells it was closed because it's new year's eve they're like oh, and Ichiban like yells at a sign he's like give us the duck <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, and, the, and our car was like, you can't just yell at a sign like that. What are you doing? Um, some other stuff happens, and then they go their separate ways for New Year's. Uh, Ichiban wakes up the next morning, or he he spends New Year's Eve like on a bench in a park, just just drinking beer, watching the fireworks, and then he passes out, and then wakes up when a cop wakes him up. And is like, hey, don't sleep on the bench, dummy. 
also where's your identification he's like oh no my wallet he's like cops like yeah you should probably have some identification or something because like some bad stuff happened last night and he gets a phone call from arakawa who's like you need to come to the office right away and ichiman's like okay cool so he gets to the office and uh, arakawa's like so we found out this other family in the tojo clan is maybe defecting to the omi alliance also, Captain Sawashiro murdered a dude connected to that family last night. We tried to get it like swept under the rug, can't because this dude was kind of high up in the Tojo clan. And we can't really have Sawashiro going to jail because of this. Would you mind taking the fall for this and going to jail? And Ichiban's like, yes, I will totally do this. I've been wanting to pay you back and everything. Um... I will do this for you. Like this is this is what I've been wanting to do. So he agrees to it. He goes to a beef bowl place, eats some food, and then he's gonna walks himself in the jail. I don't know if it, it talks about this in the in the first chapter or not. But the reason Ichiban's like so loyal and everything, this might happen like in the next chapter, but it's regardless. Um, is because like he was like Ichiban's story is that he was born in a soap land. Doesn't have any parents. His mom walked out and his his dad was never around, obviously. So he was like um, raised by the people in the soap land, just raised by people out on the streets and everything. And that's how he learned to live. So like, obviously he didn't, do, he kind of dropped out of school very early on, started just like kind of just doing petty criminal stuff. Eventually beat up a dude that was tied to the Akaza and that was a bad thing. Um, the Yakuza, the rest of the Yakuza family came and found him and started roughing him up and was like, who's, whose family are you connected to and everything? And he's, he spouts off the Arakawa family because he he heard of that family. He was like, oh, they'll probably get scared of this and everything. Bad thing is, though, that this family that he beat up, the dude that was connected to him, is like at war with the Arakawa family. So they're like, oh, okay, we're just going to beat you up even more. Yikes. So they, they call Arakawa up and are like, yeah, we got one of your dudes over here. Come get him. Arakawa like shows up and is like, this is how you this is how you treat people, huh? And they're like, yeah, look at this punk kid. Is this yours? He like looks at Ichiban and is like, okay, what do we need to, to sell this? Pulls out the board and knife, cuts his pinky off, and is like, all right, kid, come on. What? Ichiban, Ichiban's like, what? <laughs> Ichiban's what? Like, yeah, that's that Arakawa is 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 a tough old man. Jesus. Ichiban's like, oh my god, thank you so much. And then Arakawa just like punches him in the face and is like, I didn't do that just because it's trying to save you. I just didn't want to see some dumb punk kid get murdered because of something stupid. So Ichiban basically just makes his life work to to basically work under Arakawa because of this. And like, he's just like always waiting outside their their office and everything. He's like, oh, thank you for it. Good job, boss, everything. And then eventually, like, Arakawa's like, you realize that like, the Yakuza is not a thing you want to be in, right? Like, Go home to your family. And Ichiban's like, I don't have anyone else. Go home and be a family man. I can't really do that. And then Arakawa's just like, all right, I guess you're in the family now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, next chapter begins and Ichiban's in jail. Because he gets uh, 18 years for the murder of this dude. Uh, he's just, you know, trying to be the upstanding prisoner or does not get in trouble or anything. He, some dude's like... 
mess with him and are like, oh man, the Orokawa family, they suck, they're trash. So Ichiban beats him up, he gets put in solitary, and then gets his sentence extended for two more years. Well, um, In 2017, as we fast forward, he finally gets a letter in prison from Arakawa who's like, you know, if things hadn't gone the way they did, we would be celebrating your release right now. It'd be all great. You know, hopefully we'll be able to do this in two years when you're finally released and everything and everything's all hunky-dory. And Ichiban's like, yay! This is going to be great! Uh, fast forward to 2019, Ichiban gets out of jail. He's super excited to be out. Except no one's there for him. No Aww. one has showed up for him. It's empty. Except there's this one dude who was like, hello, I'm a member of the Kanagawa police. Uh, I got a, a I got an agenda with you. I got something to, to deal with with you. And Ichiban's like, I don't really have time to deal with this. I got to go talk to some people. Bye. <laughs> um, so Ichiban gets a gets a haircut. But the, the lady was like, didn't understand how to do the haircut he wants. So that's why he has the hair he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes. Um, he goes to the grave of the the person that died and cleans it as like a way to give penance and everything. And the the cop that's with him is like, did you really kill this person? And Ichiban's like, yep, totally did. That was me. While they're there, Ichiban sees the Arakawa family and and Arakawa show up. They're visiting a grave, and he's like, oh, hello. But no one speaks to him. And the the members that are with him are like, who are you? Get away. Why are you here? Get out of here. Um. So he gets ignored and everything, and then, uh the guy that's with him which is Adachi uh, tells him like yeah did you not know that the Arakawa family is like they're in the Omi Alliance now Arakawa is like second in command of the Omi Alliance right now like they defected from the Tojo clan a couple of years ago and each one's like what do you mean no that didn't that definitely didn't happen totally didn't happen I don't know what you're talking about they would never do that uh, so we learn about the Kamurocho 3k plan which is basically like this huge crackdown on the Yakuza and Kamurocho um that effectively essentially pushed the Tojo clan out of Kamurocho. And then while that happened, uh, the reason that happened is because the Arakawa family kind of leaked information to the cops and everything. That was able to get them pushed out. And then while that happened as well, they kind of let the Omi Alliance come in and didn't really do a thing about it. And because the Arakawa family was the people who did this, they let Arakawa become the acting captain of the Tojo clan. Da 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 da. Da da da. Uh, Adachi also like you know mentions like hey I want to help you because I'm investigating something. Also I'm not really a cop. I'm kind of just, I I used to do DMV stuff because they pushed me over there. Um, I want to help you because like you are tied to to this family and everything, and they are tied to this one dude in the police department that I think is also tied to them. So I want to get information about him and take this dude down. Uh, eventually you go back to Kamurocho. You kind of see everything that's different and all that sort of stuff how things have changed in the last nine, 19 years where you see people on cell phones you're like what is that you see a dude vaping and you're like what is that <laughs> <laughs> it's very good um but also like the asking Omi, the real questions exactly the only alliance is all throughout Kamurocho and everything and they you bump into them and get on their bad side now they're on the the hunt for you um you see the old soap land that you grew up in is now destroyed because of the events of Yakuza 1. Which is a thing. And then you uh, you find the you find the dude who you beat up for selling animal porn at the very beginning of the game. He's mm -hmm. now a journalist and he tells you like, 
hey, yeah, all the stuff that dude told you is true. Arakawa family's in the, the Omi Alliance now. The the young master's dead. So, like, I guess the Arakawa just changed because of all that sort of stuff. Things happened. Uh, stuff happens, you fight some dudes. Blah, 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 blah. Eventually, you have to you have to meet Adachi, and you're going to go infiltrate this meeting that the Omi Alliance is having. And you know that Arakawa's going to be there, and Adachi thinks that, like, you know, they'll be able to get information about this corrupt police chief and everything. Uh, before that, he also gives you a phone, and each month's like, how do you work this phone? Why is there no buttons on it? I know what. How does this work? <laughs> uh, so you, you, yeah, you get that phone and everything. You get to do some free stuff in, in the meantime. Then you come back to the meeting place and you meet this dude named uh, Nick Ogata, who's just like this foreign rich guy. He's like the the dude version of Mari from Love Life Sunshine, where he speaks like sometimes in Japanese and sometimes like with English words scattered throughout. <laughs> And this dude's just like on the phone with someone, and you just you're at the same place, and then this, these yakuza dudes come up to him, and they're like, "Hey, we want to sell, we want to sell the business you sold to us." And the, and he's like, "Oh, just because you're not you're not running it right, and you're getting low profits." And like, yeah, we thought because you, you were running it so well, we would be able to rake in money, and now we're just we're broke. And he's like, "Oh, it's because you're bad businessmen." Like, what do you say? So Ichiban beats up these dudes for him, and then Nick's like, "Oh, thanks, I I really appreciate that and everything." And Ichiban's like, can you teach me how to, how to use a phone? <laughs> and Nick's like, yeah, I can do that. And then you're like, you exchange numbers and everything. And then Adachi shows up and Ichiban's like, where have you been? And Adachi's like, I went and got a beef bowl. And it was real big. So it took me a while. And what were you doing? And Ichiban's like, I just made a pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you go through the sewers to get up to the, the place you're going to go to. You fight through a bunch of dudes. Eventually you make your way to the VIP room where you find Sawashiro. And Sawashiro's like, Oh, huh? I guess you're out of jail. Uh, that's cool. Anyways, now I'm gonna kill you because uh, you you shouldn't. You're not supposed to be here, and I've been waiting a long time to do this. So you fight him and beat him up, and then you're about to bust into the room where Arakawa's in, and he's like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Like, I don't think you're going to really like what you're going to see in there." And Ichiban's like, "Yo, I've been waiting 19 years to open this door. I'm going to open this door." Bust through the door. There's a bunch of like dudes just scattered throughout. They're having this big meeting at the head of the table is Arakawa. Arakawa sees you and is like, hmm. The other guy's like, oh, is there going to be a problem? And Arakawa's like, no, no, this is this is fine. We will we'll deal with this. Stands up and uh, Ichiban's like, you got to tell me everything's wrong, right? Like, what's what's happened? And Arakawa pulls out a gun and is like, sorry, Ichi, you're going to have to die for me tonight. Yikes. And Ichi's like, uh-oh. And that's the, the, the fade to the next chapter. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, the next chapter begins and you wake up in a trash heap. <laughs> and you're shirtless and there's a hole in your chest. What? From where you got shot. Yes. Uh, you're at this homeless encampment and, and Yokohama in the subsection of a Yokohama called Ijincho. Uh Where the some of the homeless men are like, oh man, the guy's alive. We lost the bet. Uh, you find this one dude who helped nurse you back to help, who is uh, Nanba. He like he stitched you up with fishing line to make sure you didn't bleed out. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what else is he gonna uh, have? He's homeless. Yeah, I mean, he's homeless. That's fine. He uh, did his best. Yeah. Got so you, uh, you're back alive and everything. You you back learn how alive. To, you learn how to live like a homeless person. So you start scrounging for money and everything, and then you know, in a chapter, you'll you'll be a billionaire. 
See what I mean by how like it's very weird. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. Uh, so yeah, you stay at the homeless camp because the chief is like vouch is like, hey, I guess you can stay and everything as long as he does his worth and everything. Contributes. Yeah, he contributes. Uh, you learn about uh, a whole lot of stuff while this happens, like how to live and everything. And then this this debt collector shows up to the homeless camp because they're you know they're technically not supposed to be there. They're homeless people. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude named Zhang shows up. And he's like, "Hey, I'm, I gotta give you the money because I'm part of the the Chinese mafia. Because I don't remember how to pronounce their name. <laughs> Let's see if this gives me a pronunciation guide. I highly doubt it. How do you spell it? L i u m a n g. L i u m a n g. Liumang. Yeah, I guess Liumang. Liumang." I'll say the Chinese mafia because it's easier to say. Okay. <laughs> so he's like about that, and Ichiman's like, we, "Why would we do this? This is stupid." So eventually, you beat this dude up, and then gets him to not have to get the homeless dudes not have to pay insurance money anymore to these dudes. Um, and then you learned about the the Asian Three, which is the uh, the Great Wall of Muscle that is in Asian Show, which is the Chinese mafia the Korean Mafia, and then the Seiru Clan, which is the Yakuza. So it's these three different mafias that are in this area, but they all have like this stalemate with each other where they don't really impede on each other's domains and anything. So a huge war doesn't break out, essentially. Also, because of this, the Omi Alliance is not able to get into Yokohama because of that. Uh, while they're at the homeless camp, they eventually find that Ichiban has a 10,000 yen bill on him. And it's all bloody, and it was in his suit pocket where he got shot. And he's like, "Oh, what's this?" And the homeless people are like, "Oh my God, you have a hundred thousand, you have ten thousand yen bill. We're gonna take that from you. It's ours now. Yay! Look at this. Oh man, it's so good. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Why is the back of it blank? That's weird." And then Nama's like, "Yeah, this probably means it's counterfeit." And they're like, "Oh, get it away!" Oh no! <laughs> like, why do you have that? And each one's like, "I have no idea why I have that. Why would I have that?" And the, and Nama's like, "All right, let's think about this for a second. A, it's 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 bloody, so it's it's obviously been on him at some point when he came when he came here. B, there's no hole in it, and it was in his suit pocket where there's a hole, so it's not it, he didn't have it on him when he was shot. So someone planted it on him. So I would be, I would hasten to believe that he does not know where this thing came from, which is true. Uh, so that happens, and then you're like, hey, why don't we all get jobs? Come on, everyone, let's get jobs! Yay, we can all do this. Get on your feet, let's get a job. And Nama's like. Dude, shut the f*** up. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's not that easy for us to just get up and go get jobs. Like, there's reason. Like, there are reasons for every single person to be here, for whether society has failed them or, you know, they have nowhere else to go or, you know, just other things have happened. Like, we can't just get up off our feet and go get a job because we get feel out of like here, it. boomer. Basically, the gap. <laughs> But eventually, you know, he he brings Namba around because like he's like, I need to get a job. I need to get money and figure out some things. Uh, so he goes to the work the the workplace called Hello Work, and they're like, Hello Work. That's what or it's hello called. Hello Work. Hello Work. Oh, Hello Work. And they're like, We can't give you a job because we don't have any like job experience, and you have no identification on you. <laughs> and they're like, Oh man. Um, but like this old dude comes up and is like, Hey, I I know there's a place that I could hire you for the night. Pays, pays 5,000 yen. You just got to go to this bar and they'll tell you about the job. So they go to the place and they see like there's been like a, the window's been broken and everything in it. 
and they find this woman named Hamako who's like, yes, I, I hired you guys. Uh, I want you guys to be guards for this place because, you know, there was a brick thrown through this the this bar and we think it was the Korean mafia who did it because they're stealing electricity and we turned off the electricity to them. So we think they get, did this for revenge and everything. So you hang out at the bar, do everything. This dude shows up who was at the hello work as well and struck out. He shows up with like a, a hammer and is ready to like break down the bar and uh, Ichiban and Namba are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they chase him out and then he runs off into the, the Creed Mafia territory and then you see a bunch of dudes in like a shady building with crossbows show up and just start shooting crossbows at Ichiban and yes. he's like, whoa, let's get to cover. But then he like also just like runs out and is like, hey, this is over literally just them not putting the, putting the electricity onto you. Why would you do this because of that? Like, that's real stupid. Stop being dumb. Let's figure this out in, in a way that's, like, not stupid. And then they're like, all right, I guess we'll leave. <laughs> and <laughs> like, yay! <laughs> so they go back to the bar, and they're like, yep, things, everything's cool. They get their money, everything, and then they uh, they head back to the, the homeless encampment. Uh... Hamako also told them, like, hey, if you need more work, come to my restaurant. I'll I'll hook you up. So the next day, they go over to Hamako's restaurant, which isn't really a restaurant. It is basically, like, it's a front for that she has, like, um, she says is a restaurant. So it looks like she has a business, but she used it to, like, to house uh, ladies of the night, to sit, let's say. <laughs> it's just, so you know, a way for them to have, like, a place to stay and everything because, you know, a lot of them don't have Japanese citizenship. They are not, you know... Sex workers are vulnerable. Yes, exactly. So it's like she's trying to, to look out for them. Um, while that's happening, they, so they, they basically just have to clean the place and they're going to get paid for it. They're like, cool, let's do that. Um, while that happens, this uh, essentially it is the equivalent of a right wing ev evangelist group called Bleach Japan shows up and they're protesting around Japan trying to get out the gray areas of Japan, which is basically like, you know, sex work, like homeless people, like anything that's like, seems shady, essentially. The like underbelly of society. Yeah, exactly. So like they're out there, they come to Hamako's place and they're protesting it. Um, they're led by their leader, uh, Sota Kume. And basically they're like yelling like, Oh, why would you want to be raised by a prostitute and everything? And Ichiban's like, well, I kind of was, so I'm going to come out there and whoop your ass. <laughs> and then he chases them off and everything but then kume comes back with like some some very shady looking dudes who want to fight and then ichiban's like i'm going to beat these guys up as well and then so they do that and then they run them off again and then hamako's like all right cool you guys you know saved my place and everything it's real nice you guys want to stay upstairs you want to have a room here and they're like yes please yep. cool <laughs> cool So now, like, they have a they have a cool place to stay. Uh, Namba talks about his past here a little bit. He like he talks about how like you know I, he was an actual nurse at one point, and then eventually like he got fired because he was selling drugs. So like that's why he got to get thrown out on the street and everything. And then also Ichiban's like, I like to see myself as a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I feel cool. I mean. Cool. This ties into our hero podcast we did it's true. A, a few weeks ago or however long ago it was. Patreon.com slash SACOVA if you want to yeah. listen to that. Um, a hero. The cliffhanger for this chapter is that the dude that tried to break it down the bar or mm -hmm. bust up the bar 
he is being interrogated by people with crossbows and then gets shot in the head. Yikes! To end that chapter. Uh, chapter four, we see Adachi sneak into Hamako's place and wakes up Nanba and Ichiban. And Adachi's like, yeah, so I got fired by my job as well, so I kind of have to come hang out with you guys now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he kind of goes into base, Adachi kind of goes into everything that he was trying to find and like all the information, um, which is kind of what we've already talked about and everything. So they go off to to Hello Work to get more, to more work again. Um, While you go do that, Adachi joins your party, so you get the nice little fanfare when he joins your party. He's like, it's very good. Uh, While he's like, so you're going to Hello Work and you see a bat in the ground, and they're like, oh, let's try and get this bat out of the ground. So Namba and Adachi try and do it, but they can't do it. Ichi pulls the the bat out and is like a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. <laughs> He's like, yes, I have done it. I am like the hero. It's my hero sword. And then this is how like all of the fights turn into like, you know, the enemies transforming in front of you. It's immediately after this. Oh my God. So they're like, He's like, yeah, they all did that and everything. Like, no, that's not ha- what happened. What are you talking about? What are you doing? That's really good. Uh, so they go to Hello Work to, to find work and everything. They find a director who was the guy who told them about the, the job at the bar. And they're like, wait, you're the director here? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so they're trying to find a job that they're all qualified for. And this guy's like, I don't know. But I guess I can. I mean, there's this one guy who's looking for work or for some, some employees. I can get you an interview there at least if you want. Uh, so they, they get an interview at this place called Otohime Land, which is a soap land. Ah. So they go there, and the dude's like answering phone calls and everything. And Nanba and Adachi are like, "This guy sucks. Like he's an <laughs> like we should just leave." And Ichiban's just like, "Hello, sir. I would like to work for you." And everyone's like, "They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? We just told you <laughs> this guy sucks." And Ichiban's like, "No, I will work for this man. <laughs> he will give us money, and then we can exchange it for goods and services." Uh, of course, while this happening is happening, Bleach Japan shows up, and they're still protesting stuff. Um, they head outside and basically are like, hey, get out of here. Get out of here, you losers. Um, they head back inside and the manager's like, yeah, so, like, my top girl is gone. Um, I'm trying to get her back, but she keeps, like, missing work for strange reasons. And I'm trying to figure out what's happening with her. Just to figure out, like, I just want to make sure she's okay or if, or if she's basically kind of, like, selling stuff on the side, which it would not be cool. And then we'll have to deal with that later if that's the case. So, like, your first mission with this dude is to, like, go find this girl whose name is uh, Nanaha. And you basically, like, find her eventually. And you find, you see that she walks into this cafe with this sketchy-looking dude. And you're like, oh, we need to figure out what they're talking about. But the cafe's booked full. So we need to figure out what they're talking about. So they come up with this idea where Ichiban runs into the, the cafe and he's like, they're like, oh, no, we're full. We can't, can't accept one. And each one's like, look, I just have to go to the bathroom. Can, can I just do that? And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so he puts his phone on speakerphone. He, like, he calls one of Adachi and Namba mm-hmm. and just like hides it in a planter next to the table that uh, Nanaha and this dude is at. And they keep hearing like this weird like conversation about like how she's paying this guy money because her dad's sick and things could happen if she's not late, if she's late with her payments and stuff like that. So they learn like, oh, okay, so she's probably not doing, you know, work on the side. She's doing, she's trying to work and get money because her dad's sick and everything. 
So they investigate where this dude works and everything. I think they tail him back to like his work and he works at this place called like the Sunlight Castle, which is like this very fancy uh, nursing home. And they're like, well, we should go in and see what's up. But they're like, oh, no, you can't come in unless you're, you know, trying to work with us, essentially. So, like, you can't just, like, get a tour or anything like that. They look it up online, which I think they're like, oh, look us up on our webpage. And each one's like, what's a webpage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they they look it up and everything. They're like, oh, man, yeah, this is very expensive, like, extremely expensive to go here. So, no wonder she needs all this money to, to get her dad to stay here and everything. So they're like, okay, let's go back to the Hello Work and let's get a recommendation to go work at the the nursing home. So they do that. Um, two of the guys are able to like, you know, get jobs that are fit them. So like, Namba is like a, a temp nurse. Adachi is a, a security guard. But they couldn't find anything for Ichiban, so he's a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically try and like investigate what's happening, and then they kind of like work through their their routes and everything the like first day but they are unable to find anything they go back to work the next day and everything they they find like i think ichiban kind of like stumbles into this room called like the excellent room or whatever it's like this this place where like oh this, this is where the high rollers would go and everything like the vip yeah they ru- they wheel this lady in who like sees where she's going and like immediately starts freaking out and yes. then she goes behind a locked door and you just hear her scream ah and then like eventually later on they're like they learned like, oh yeah, they're just murdering people in there. Super sketch. Yikes. So they they learn also that like people in the security are members of the Seiru clan, the the Yakuza they hear. It's like that's also super sketchy. Uh, so eventually you sneak in and are able to like find Nanaha's dad and save him from being murdered because he was literally about to get murdered and injected with like a bunch of drugs that like they would inject like a. Uh, a death row inmate with Ugh. like a lethal cocktail of sorts. Um, they're confronted by the dude who, who claims he's the director of the facility and it's like, yeah, we, this is all blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, we're going to beat you up now. <laughs> gonna, gonna fight you. Uh, so you do that. And then eventually you're just like, yeah, so we're going to tell your boss about this. And he's like, what do you mean? No, we're not going to tell my boss about this. No, this, this isn't what happened. Yeah. We're going to tell your boss about this. So this dude who has been running this uh, nursing home had not been telling his uh, patriarch about this, which is a little sketchy. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually you have to you you have to meet up with him at the Seiru clan headquarters, but the whole thing's a setup. Um, you have to fight through some dudes. Eventually, you fight your way through like all the way up to the 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 top room where the the patriarch is, and. Fight a bunch of dudes. Just fight a bunch of dudes. Whole bunch of dudes. So you fight this. You find uh, the patriarch of the Seiru clan. His name is Hoshino. Uh-huh. And he's like, Why are you here? <laughs> and he's like, All right, yeah, this dude's been siphoning money, doing all this shady stuff, killing people. And Hoshino's like, I mean, yeah, that sucks. But like, also, you're not a part of our clan. You're not privy to our business and how we do things. So, like, I don't really care what you say and everything. So that's that but also like he has the 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 dude who was running this place uh you know cut his finger off what is with all the finger cutting that's a yakuza thing yikes i don't like that and then basically just like has him removed from headquarters and everything and then ichiban's like 
you know, you're like kind of like the old guard of Yakuza who are like, I, who are like I started to admire. You remind me of my old, like the dude who I used to run with. And Hoshino's like, who did you used to run with? And Ichiban's like, you know, I used to be part of the Arakawa family. And mm-hmm. Hoshino's like, hmm, interesting. So they get to set all that stuff. They meet up with Nanaha and one of the other members of the Seiru clan comes with them and is like, oh, you know, it's, it's a shame, but we, we're going to have to close this place down because of, you know, stuff that happened. But we're going to give you a full refund. We're, we'll help you find a, a new place for your dad to, to stay at and everything while, you know, he's battling these health issues and everything. But, like, you know, we're going we're gonna to do things right for you and everything. So they, they're able to help her and get things back to normal and everything. So they, they, they figured all that stuff out. They were about to head back to the Soapland and be like, oh, hey, we're going to report back to the boss that we fi- fixed everything up. Uh, when they get there, they find the boss is strung up and has hung himself. Ah. Bad things have happened. Yes. This is going to be a long podcast. Yep. I'm going to be like, man, I'm talking so much. Why did I talk so much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next chapter begins in like, you're at the funeral for the the boss guy and you're all like talking about like man this is this is super messed up like what happened can't believe he would just hang himself like this like it doesn't make any sense and then you see nanoha show up quote unquote and she's like what are you guys talking about that dude was not like this patron saint or anything like he was super sketchy and everything and just like you know had some real shady stuff happening and they're like is this really nanoha she seems real weird all of a sudden uh, but it turns out this is Nanha's uh, twin sister, who is Seiko. She uh, she also worked under this guy who, because he also ran a cabaret club, and she worked as a hostess there. And she explains like, oh, you know, I've had this weird, you know, relationship with my family and everything, so like, couldn't really help anything, and I didn't know she was working at a soap land and all this sort of stuff until you know just recently. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is messed up. Also, I don't think he killed himself. I think he was murdered. Like, yikes! Excuse me. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, so let's let's head back to the Soapland and, and talk about this. So like she talk she talks about like, oh, I was on the phone call with him. We were talking about my sister's situation and everything. And then like in the middle of that phone call, we hear like he he had to like go away real quick. And then like just a bunch of weird stuff happened. And then I heard like these dudes just yelling, Lao Ma, Lao Ma. And I was like, that sounds Chinese and everything. So maybe it was the Chinese mafia who was doing this. Hmm. So like, oh, well, that seems real weird. We should probably look into this. So you get Seiko to join your party and you get the fanfare and everything. It's very good. Yay. You head down to like the, the Chinese area of the map where there's a bunch of restaurants and everything. It's called Restaurant Row, it's obviously. Uh, and you're good looking f- you're looking for information about Laoma, who's also named Mabuchi. Um, no one will talk to them because they're like, we're not going to talk to you guys. What are you talking about? You find the dude who was trying to shake down the homeless camp and basically fool him into giving you information after you like infiltrate the the hostess club that he frequents and everything so he basically kind of tells you like yeah i don't he i think he runs like this warehouse thing and like that's where you would find him if you really want to talk to him so basically it becomes the gang gets jobs at this like big trading company Uh it's a warehouse and you have to like work at this warehouse and um the dudes are like, you know, unpacking stuff, doing like the heavy lifting. Psycho gets uh, like more like an administrative job. She like runs like the register where she pays people for their their imports and exports, all that sort of stuff. So they're doing all that sort of stuff. 
eventually they figure out like they have counterfeit money here that's real weird so it's like counterfeit chinese money is not counterfeit uh japanese yen hmm. so it's a little bit different um so they're still trying to figure that out and everything bleach japan shows up at one point while they're all hanging out at the the soap land because that's kind of like their kind of headquarters like you should close this place down it's bad and everything and then ichiban's about to like mess this dude up uh kume and then psycho just walks in and just like slaps the heck out of them nice <laughs> and then event and then ichiban's like okay cool now i'm gonna punch you as well <laughs> Bam. so like they just have this big brawl with a bunch of bleach japan stuff or folks they beat them up and then they send them packing and then like all the rest of like the businesses around there are like yeah get out of here you guys suck never come back please japan yeah these guys are cool we're never gonna have to rely on the yakuza again because we got these guys <laughs> eventually you find like this uh mysterious lady who shows up and is looking for the the owner of the soap land and everything's like no nah, he's dead and this girl passes out this this becomes uh airy who is also like ties into the business app uh Side stuff and everything, and also is the secret party member who does not show up in any story stuff. Does not show up in cutscenes. Does not show up in story stuff. Uh, congratulations, you won the contest to be in the Yakuza game. You do not get to be in any story stuff. Wait, there was a contest? Yeah. Huh. It was like contest for ladies to be in the Yakuza game. So like, she's won, and then someone oh, she's like, a real person. Yeah. Oh. That, like that's her actual name as well. <laughs> oh wow. So like she's won, and then some of like the other like uh, side characters that you'll find are also. Uh, contest runner-ups essentially so like there's a lady who does the quizzes and stuff like that um there's a the lady at the bar uh there's a lady at the hello work and then there's the lady who does like the uh the weapon crafting and all that sort of stuff they're like all real people wow i did not realize she was an actual person i just thought yep. she was like a secret character no she's a real person that's crazy pants yeah which i guess sad for her that she she doesn't get to show up in any of the cutscenes. yeah it's a bit of a bummer yeah um so yeah they help her out and then eventually she joins your party once you progress through the business part of the the that side story um eventually you go back to the warehouse and you're going to try and come up with a plan to have seiko sneak ichiban a fake bill mm-hmm. so everything goes well but then like you bump into someone and the, the bill goes fine they're like oh this is bad we gotta figure this out um also, before this, they, they when they come up with the plan and everything, there's this nice like conversation that like they have where Ichiban and Seiko are like at the soap land and like they're just talking after like you know they've bathed and everything. They didn't bathe together. It's just the way it was. And he's yeah. like, you know, I, I like this group we got going on. Like we're we're all good friends. We're, we're friends now and everything. We're buds. Like you know, you're a part of that as well. Like I wanted you to be feel like you're comfortable with us like you want you to be one of our buds and she's like i've never really had someone like go to bat for me like that like that's real cool and everything never had buds before yeah i got a cool bud now and then she, she's like all right i guess i'll make you guys dinner nice it's a, it's a good way to kind of like you know let her feel a part of the group when she kind of is like shows up out of nowhere but like they're and ichiban's just like yeah dude you're a part of the group now like it's cool like you are, you are with us. We will, we are ride or die for you now. <laughs> That's nice. So they go with the the counterfeit plan and everything, but it fails. And then they're like, "Oh God, these are Japanese traders. We have to beat them up and kill them." Um, they try and like send a semi truck and fling it at them, 
Oh, God. Driving them, but they're able to avoid it. But then the, the semi-truck explodes, and they get knocked out, and then are taken captive. Uh, so that's basically where the next chapter picks up, where you're basically uh, tied up, and you find you're in front of Mabuchi, the guy you've been looking for. And he's like uh, interrogating you, being like, oh, you guys are a part of the Seiru clan, aren't you? That's why you broke in there. And Ichiban's like, no, no, definitely not. Um, but he has this dude like record it and everything. And eventually he's like using this as a way to start a war with the Seiru clan and everything because he just doctors the video eventually. Mm. Um, and then just like kind of leaves you there to hang by your arms, essentially. Uh, also, he like takes a knife and just cuts open your chest. Ah. not like deep deep but he just does it as like oh I can do this to you um, <laughs> I can do this so he, he has you like leave there or leaves you there for a bit and then he has some of his goons show up and just are like alright we're gonna really mess you up now um, but there's also this weird mysterious guy who's with him in like white hair and he has a mask on um, who seems a little out of it but then like while they're like they're about to like really mess up Ichiban and the crew this dude pops in and like helps free them and is like hey this is all I can do for now see you later bye <laughs> so they beat up a bunch of the, the Chinese mafia dudes they make their way out of the, the underground prison and eventually you find yourself fighting an excava excavator yeah you showed me that which is fun um, you beat that thing up didn't it have a weird name probably did you beat the thing up and you're able to get out. Uh, then you you're basically like you call the you call Hoshino and you're like, "Hey, Mabuchi is trying to start a war with you guys." And he's like, "Yeah, about that." Uh, so like my uh, my captain's heading down to the Chinese uh, mafia uh, territory and they're going to mess them up right now because Mabuchi and his crew rolled up on two of my guys and just executed them. Oh jeez. In in full public view of everyone. Oh jeez. Like, they are riddled with holes. It is graphic. So you basically have to go down there and try and stop everything that's happening. Um, eventually, you're able to, like, find the captain and are like, hey, we got to slow this down and everything. we got to figure this out. But then um, the head of the Chinese mafia, Xiao, shows up and is like, yeah, I don't really believe you that Mabuchi was going to turn on me and everything like this and start this war unbeknownst to me. Like, that seems real weird. I'm going to take this guy hostage, and you're going to find information for me, or this guy's going to die. Yikes. Uh, and, you know, I, I have an idea where you could get information. You should probably head to the where the Korean Mafia is, if you can get in there, of course. So that's what you have to go do. You have to go find information that shows that Mabuchi was doing this all on his own and everything. And you head to the Korean Mafia's headquarters or area of the of the map. Uh, while you go there, you meet this mysterious lady who leads you part of the way and then disappears. Uh, eventually, you mysterious? find your way. Mysterious lady. Uh, you eventually find your way up through this weird building that's full of wires and everything. Um, fight some dudes here and there, and then you make your way into like the heart of the building where you're you're welcomed by this gentleman with white hair, whose name is uh, Junggi Han. Um, he shows you like the base of their operations, which is like this big like network where it's like all these cameras and uh, screens and everything that like gives them like a, a view of like everything that's happening in the city at any given point. Um, 
which they weren't like learn like why that's why they have to take electricity from everyone because like they have this wild information network and everything um and then they're like okay so what's up with mabuchi and everything they're like yeah that dude's still alive and everything we have the inf we have the footage of him going into the soap land where the dude died and everything so like that's the evidence you want but we can't give it to you yet because we have to show you something else. Here's our counterfeiting operation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they show him that. And then the, the leader of the Korean Mafia, Sungui, shows up. She's like, hello, I'm back. Did you miss me? No? Okay, cool. Um, she has neat hair. She does have neat hair. So yeah, they, they basically explain the counterfeiting operation and everything. And they're like, why do you have that, that counterfeit bill in your pocket, Ichiban? And he's like, I still don't know, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it there. And then they're like, okay, I, you know, I feel like you would be, we would be able to understand if you're lying or not. And you don't seem like the kind of guy who would be lying that easily. Uh, so that leads us to Namba. Why are you here? Why are you with this guy? And then we find out that Namba had been spying on the Korean mafia this whole time. That's why he was in the, the homeless encampment. And it's because his brother, who was a reporter, got a scoop on the uh, the counterfeit operation that the Asian 3 had been running and then suddenly went missing. And the Korean mafia has him. So, like, that, he's been always, like, trying to, like, find an eye on him. And then once he finds that Ichiban has this counterfeit bill, he's like, oh, maybe this is the guy that I can use to find information about where my brother is and everything. So eventually you have to fight uh, Jun Gi-han. Um, which is interesting because like you can uh, that can be a fight where you only have three party members if you don't have Aerie. Oh geez. So it can be a little bit more tough. Um, so after so you fight him and everything and then Sung Wee's like alright so you have to come to this tower at 2am we're going to discuss Namba's fate and whether or not we're going to murder him or not. And they're like, oh boy. So eventually the time happens. You go to the tower and lo and behold, Songwee's there. Chow's there. And also uh, Chairman Hoshino's there. All three leaders of the Asian Three are sitting there waiting for you. Everyone's here. Everyone's here. <laughs> it is true. So you have this like big talk about like you know what's happened like what what the basically the alliance or like the, the alliance quote unquote is between the Asian three they have the secret uh, counterfeiting scheme that they've all been running each each group has a specific part they eventually funnel that money to this politician named uh, Ogikubo who's a, a leader in the Citizens Liberal Party um, and he basically came up with this counterfeiting scheme to like make sure there wasn't just constant war in this area of Yokohama. So if, like if they all had to work together for this specific operation, they wouldn't, you know, be fighting fighting each other this whole time. So essentially, this whole like you know stalemate and everything is, is BS. No one knows about it except like the leaders of the each specific mafia. And the reason why they want to have Namba dealt with is because if he if he tells people the truth about this, like that's going to lead to war between all of the groups essentially. Yikes. So that's where we stand with all of that. At the end of it, they're like, okay, well, we should probably, you know, 
take care of these guys since they might do it do or explain this and everything but they're like nah let's not you guys just have to go find Namba, find him and then we'll figure things out afterwards they eventually uh hanjugi is like hey so i found out where Namba might be also the chinese mafia's got hitman after him so you want to get to him fast Namba has has basically found himself at the headquarters of bleach japan ah where they bust into the headquarters of that. They are met by Kume, Nanba, and then the lead, the director of Bleach Japan, uh, Ogasawara. Ogasawara. It's a mouthful of a name. Yep. And each one's like, hey, there's, there's assassins coming here. We got to do this and everything. And then Ogasawara's like, ah, you know, they probably are and everything. But uh, let's get Mabuchi and my boys in here and we'll uh, figure these guys out real quick. So Mabuchi's working with Bleach Japan. And basically has gone rogue from the Chinese mafia and everything. So you beat him up and everything. And then afterwards, Namba and Kume return. And like Namba's like, I have to stay with these guys. And I, I have to find my brother. Like, this is the reason I've been doing everything so far. Like, this is why I, I have been with you guys. Like, this hasn't been about friendship or anything. This has all been, been, been about me trying to find information about my brother. And that's it. So like, I have to go. And I have to do that. Regardless of what you say. So he leaves your party for a good little bit because he's off, you know, working with Bleach Japan to try and find his brother as in a way to get him back and everything. While they're, so like they feed up everyone and the, the office is kind of abandoned and everything. So they go into the, the director's office and try and like find some information and stuff. While they're there, Ichiban finds like this newspaper clipping of the director and this other dude. And they're like, and he's like, who's this guy with the uh, Ogre Sarara? And they're like, oh, that's the uh, that's the governor of Tokyo, Ryo Aoki. And Ichiban's like, no, that's Masato Arakawa. What are you talking about? That's the young master. He's da supposed to be dead. Dump a bum. Big dump a bum. <laughs> now he has fancy hair. He does have fancy hair. So they basically head back to the bar and they look up online about Aoki's like profile and everything about like, you know, who he was and everything. They're like, and they learn like, oh, he was a shut in until he went off to university in America where he f he befriended Ogasarara. And, he, you know, after he got surgery to treat his disability, which I don't think they really go into in this profile or anything. But like, that's kind of like what they assume happened because yeah. Ichiban's like, yeah, he, he was in a wheelchair. I don't know what happened. Uh, they come back to Japan. They form Bleach Japan, which is this nonprofit organization and everything, blah, blah, blah. Aoki goes into politics, you know, goes up the ladder real quick and eventually becomes the governor of Tokyo. All that sort of stuff. And they basically kind of come to the idea that like, oh, you know, he changed his name and everything. So like he wouldn't have ties to the, the Yakuza or anything. So like he would be less tainted in the eyes of the people and all this sort of stuff. So it would be easier for him to, you know, climb the ladder of politics and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the next morning, Ichiban gets a call from Hamako, who's like, hey, there's a bunch of Yakuza dudes here stalking my, stalking my place. Can you come take care of them? And Ichiban's like, yeah, cool. I got this. So it's the one dude who was the, the director of the home, of the nursing home shows back up. And, they're like, and he's like, yeah, I don't agree with the old man anymore, so we're, we're rogue as well. And then you beat him Jeez. up. <laughs> beat those dudes <laughs> up. Uh, eventually, you also find that, like, because of what has happened, Bleach Japan is letting the Omi Alliance flood into Yokohama at this point. Um, so after you deal with these guys, uh, Chao calls Ichiban and is like, 
you need to head to the area where the Korean Mafia is because the Omi Alliance has a bunch of protesters, quote unquote, who are trying to break down like uh, this barricade that leads into their area and like trying to show off what, what they've been doing. And mm-hmm. we can't let people see the counterfeiting operation. We cannot let people have proof of that. Um, he also tells them, like, hey, don't worry about Namba. We're not going to go kill him or anything right now. If you guys protect the Korean Mafia and defeat all those guys, we're good. Also, the Chinese Mafia is experiencing a coup right now from Mabuchi. So he is. So Chao's like trying to deal with that and everything. But he's like, hey, go help them. And then we'll deal with everything else later. Chaos. So you go there and you have to like sneak in and as a protester you you fight like Kume and his guys and you're like Kume why are you such an idiot? Why do you don't you see like they are manipulating you? Like stop being dumb. And he, he, <laughs> he has like one moment of being like maybe they are. Huh. But then you sneak in and then you find uh, they they brought in a wrecking ball and is being manned by this dude named Reiji Ishioda who is a member of the Omi Alliance. He's like a lieutenant under Arakawa and everything. And you have to fight a wrecking ball. Because, of course. You know, sometimes you just got to fight wrecking balls. <laughs> it's true. He thinks he thinks he squished you guys into a building, but then you snuck out. And then, you've, and then Ichiban gets a phone call from Han, who's like, Hey, I can give you guys assistance. Go to this one restaurant right now. I will give you a gift. And then... I like gifts. You go to this restaurant, and the manager's... And he's like, and you're like, Yeah, we were told to come here. We were supposed to get a gift. The manager's like, Shut the f*** up come with me <laughs> you go into the back and you go into this room and it leads you down into like this sewer area but then it's also like this um underground housing place that the korean mafia has set up for you know people to have to have like housing and everything uh it is a secret only within the korean mafia so like no one else knows about it and everything um and then it leads you back up to the uh, the base of operations for the Korean Mafia. Uh, Han and Swangui are there, and they're like, hey, can you guys stall the Omi Alliance so that we can burn the counterfeiting operation? We can set it all on fire. Dang. <laughs> so you have to like basically hold off the Omi Alliance where you have to fight Ishioda. You have to fight Nanba and then some other Omi Alliance dudes. Um, you beat them up. Uh, Han and Swangui are, have captured Osarara. And then they also are like, hey, Namba, your brother's alive, by the way. He's just been down in, like, our housing development stuff because we, like, we couldn't really kill him because he knows too much. And, like, he's also talented, so, like, why would we do that? There's your information. Now you can stop being dumb. Yay! <laughs> um, and then the next chapter opens up where you basically uh, interrogate Ogasarawa, who, who eventually tells you, yes, Ryo Aoki is Masato Arakawa. You know, he had his treatment in the United States. He came back with, with me. We formed Bleach Japan. We want to get rid of the gray zones and everything. He was behind the Kamarocho 3K plan that, you know, took the Tojo clan out of Kamarocho and allowed the Omi Alliance to come in and everything. Um, you know, obviously he was probably the person who pushed Arakawa to do, to feed the information to the cops and everything. All this sort of stuff. So he, he tells you a whole butt ton of stuff and everything. And then while you're info dump, basically. Yeah, basically big info dump. And then while you're in- interrogating him, some Omi Alliance guys show up to try and recapture him. You beat him up, but they were able to like recapture him. But you you basically got the information you needed from him anyway, so it's fine. 
it's whatever. Um, also, like Sung Wee and Han are also there, and just like chilling and like like yeah. If you don't talk, if you don't tell us anything, we're gonna rip off your fingernails <laughs> ah! one by one until you tell us stuff. And he's like, ah! <laughs> yikes. Um. So after that, uh, Sung Wee gets a call from Hoshino and tells her like. Alright, the Saber Clan's Zen fighting is, is kind of calmed down. Chow's missing. We need to figure out where he is and everything. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Um, and then she relays all that to Ichiban and the crew. And, and they're like, why don't you come join us? And you can help us fight and everything. She's like, yeah, cool. I would do that. I'll fight with you guys. But then she's, And then Han's like, hey, wait a minute. You're kind of the leader and we kind of need you to, you know make sure everyone's okay back at base and everything. So like, maybe that's not a good idea. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's also a good idea. Why don't you have him come with you? <laughs> so you get, you get Han to, to join up with your crew. And his raincoat. Mm -hmm. He basically is T.O.P. Yes. 100%. Like I, I even looked cause I was curious and there is a picture of T.O.P. in a raincoat. That's very, very similar to that, but mm -hmm. it's red. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. Also, Junki Han is a, is a character from Yakuza 6. Who was said. shot in the head and murdered. Yep. Uh, but this is his body double from from yep. that Korean mafia who was basically there. He got a ton of reconstruction surgery and everything just to be this guy just in case anything bad happened. But, oh, God, something bad happened to him and we, we didn't get to use this guy. So he just left, showed up in Yokohama, and has just kind of been here. Yay. That's kind of the gist of everything. Uh, Namba yep. shows back up at the homeless camp and is like, yeah, I'm still not going to join up with you guys, but I saw my brother. He's fine. But I can't really deal with this stuff right now. So I can't really rejoin you guys. Uh, so you head over to Chow's restaurant where apparently he was last seen. You find, try and get some information. You fight some dudes from the Chinese mafia who are rebelling and everything. Um... And then you fight your way through a building. And then you eventually find your way up to where Mabuchi is. He's hanging out with some of the higher-ups of the Omi Alliance, including uh, the one dude from the last chapter. And then he's also with uh, this dude named Tendo, who is also an Omi Alliance lieutenant under Arakawa. They talk about how he's like a boxer and everything. And each one's like, all right, I'm going to fight this guy and everything. And then Tendo's like, nah, I'm not going to fight you guys right now. I'm just going to leave, you know. I don't have to fight you right now. Maybe someday I'll fight you guys. But like, eh, not right now. Not feeling it. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so you eventually have to fight like Mabuchi and Ishioda. Um, but then Namba shows up and helps you out and helps you out with this fight and rejoins you. Because he's like, I don't know if I can join you guys. I did some real bad stuff to you guys. And Ichiban's like, no. You're my friend. You're my comrade. You're my party member. You can join back up with us. We're cool. <laughs> So then you get your full party back. Um, once you beat up Ishioda, Chow shows back up and is like, Hello, everyone. I am back. <laughs> um, by the way, Ichiban, I was I got to talk to you alone for a second. Um, so you go off with him for a second. He's like, so this guy in the Omi Alliance like found me, saved me from everything that was happening. It was like, who knew you? And he said he wanted to talk to you real quick. And then it's... Mitsu from the very beginning of the game your like friend in the Arakawa family who's like huh. alright so hey I can't talk long in case anyone ha anyone shows up or anything but like I'm glad you're okay and everything I'm glad I could see you and everything um, 
I'm going to call you with more information. Arwakawa is going to need allies soon. That's all I can tell you. And then he runs off and you're like, that's weird, huh? Goodbye. Yep. Uh, after that, Chow is like, no, I'm going to step down from the Chinese mafia. Can't really handle this right now. Um, Songwi, you're in charge now. Cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Have fun with the Chinese mafia and the Korean mafia. Yay. <laughs> um. They eventually t uh, find uh, Hoshino, and they're like, he's like, yeah, I think the Seiru clan's going to succumb to the Only Alliance at any time now. It's real bad. Um, also, by the way, um, Ryo Aoki's kind of behind the, the downfall of Ogikubo, who's basically been ousted in his uh, party chair role, and they're going to put him, put Aoki in that role now as well. And it's very bad. Um, Aoki is like, I'm going to dissolve Parliament, because I'm cool. They're like, you can't do that. And he's like, I can. <laughs> and they're like, dang. <laughs> um, I think... Maybe this is later. Never mind. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you talk about, you know, the, the crumbling of the Great Wall of Muscle. Ichiban tells everyone about Arakawa's murder attempt on him and then everything that's happened. Um... And then Hoshino's like, hey, by the way, I can tell you why you have that, that counterfeit bill on you. We should go we should go get some food. And we'll talk about this. So you have a meal and then Ho and then Hoshino's like, so the reason you have that counterfeit bill on you is because that is a essentially a introduction letter from Arakawa to me. What? So He tells you about how, like, for years, um, the Arakawa family has dumped bodies in Ijincho, and the Seiru clan has kind of dealt with them. If they, you know, they're dead bodies, they deal with them in one way. However, there's, there's a special exception where if they are brought alive, the homeless people give them aid, and they let them be on their way, and they're like, act as if they're dead, essentially. Um, well, in the past, let's say, you know, well, well, in the past... Um, when Hoshino was on the up and up with his clan, they were you know doing the counterfeit scheme and everything. Uh, one of the people who was moving money for them was Toshio Arakawa, Masami Arakawa's father. Uh, the his wife and her and their love and her lover um, stole the counterfeit bills from him, so he couldn't basically fulfill his end of the bargain. When Arakawa and his dad went to get Peking Duck at the very beginning of the game, and that guy shows up to murder him, the guy who murdered Arakawa's dad is Hoshino. Because he was a young hitman at the time, and he was he was the family he was a part of was the one doing the counterfeit scheme, and he was the one who was tasked to deal with the the consequences. Fast forward uh, years later, um, when Arakawa gets his own family, Hoshino sends him like a big thing of counterfeit bills that have the back blank as just like a kind of like a peace offering essentially. Um, all that sort of stuff. And then that's how Hoshino knew like when he first saw the counterfeit bill on, on Ichiban that like that was one of the bills I sent Arakawa way back when. So clearly this is a guy we have to keep alive. We can't let this dude die. 
shady things. Da ba bum. Ba 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 bum. Uh, so yeah. The next chapter opens up and it's like, Okakuba's got a sudden retirement due to illness. Wow, bad. Man, Ryo Aoki, he's <laughs> real cool. We should let him be the party chair guy. Yay! Yay! Uh, Aoki goes to see Okakubo in the hospital and is like, Haha, I'm in charge now. You suck. You are trash. I know what you've been doing in Ejin Show as well. You're trash. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, Back at the bar, Han and now Chow are there as well. They are now party members. Yep. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Um, we learned that Bleach Japan is like now more reputable because of what they did to the Korean Mafia. Everyone's like, whoa, my gosh, they're so cool. Also, Ogasawa was dead. Ah. And they're like, oh, yeah, the Omi Alliance probably murdered him after he talked to you guys. He is dead dead. Um, Han's like, maybe we should like call it quits because things are getting real bad. And Ichiban's like, no, someone's going to contact me soon and I have to wait. You're not going to do this. Also, he tells everyone about what he learned from Hoshino, and everyone's like, what? So he's like, okay, yeah, so Arakawa definitely shot me in order to help me live. He did not shoot me to murder me. It's all good now. <laughs> it was it was a nice shooting. Mm -hmm. It was a nice shooting. Um, Hamako calls Ichiban and is like, hey, can you help me take out some trash? Uh, by the way, the girls that were living at my shop, I don't I don't need the shop anymore because they're all gone. They're all going to like this shelter for illegal residents that Bleach Japan's opening up. It's going to be gonna, great. Like, help them get citizenship and jobs and yeah. things like that. Yay! I'm going to go help them work. I'm going to go work there and like help them and everything. It's going to be good. And each of like, I guess. Uh, I think this is when you started showing up and watching, right? Correct. That's why I knew what was yeah. going on here. <laughs> There's going to be, I think, a, a chapter or two where you'll be out of the loop again, but we'll catch you up. Um... After that, uh, Ogusarawa's funeral is happening in Ijin Cho, and they figure out that Aoki's going to be there as well, so they try and find a way to corner him and talk to him and do all that sort of stuff. They meet them down in a parking garage because they found, like, a a one elevator that wasn't, like, cordoned off and anything. Um, Aoki's guards, like, stop them and are like, hey, what are you doing? Don't be dumb. Get out of here. Uh, but Ichiban also realizes that, like, they're Omi Alliance guys because of their Kansai dialect. And they got guns. So you beat them up and everything, and then Ichiban's, like, determined to go find Aoki and be like, hey, what are you doing? He gets bonked on the head and falls over, but then, like, the car turns around and it's like, and Aoki's like, oh, I'm sorry that my guards roughed you up and everything. And he pulls Ichiban in and he's like, hey, come to Otohimi Land tonight. We gotta talk. Oh, you know, sorry, I apologize. I'll go be out of my way now. Um, Everyone's like, yo, this is a trap. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is a trap. a trap. But Ichiban's like, no, I have to talk to him. I have to figure out what he's doing. So Ichiban goes there and meets with Aoki, who's like, yep, that's me. I am Masato Arakawa, that you know it. Um, I got a lung transplant in America. You know, you could pay for anything in America and get it done. Like, it's wild. <laughs> you want to be higher up on the transplant list? Fork over that money. You're good. Yep. Um, I mean, not wrong. No. Uh, he also tells you the events that happened on New Year's Eve 2000. He's like, oh, you went to jail and you still don't understand what ha actually happened. Sawashiro didn't kill that guy. Um, so he tells him, like, oh, yeah, I left that bar and, like, I passed out a little bit and, like, it was just real messed up because I was still recovering from my drugs and everything. And then this Yakuza guy shows up and is just like, oh, get out of here. This is our bar. You can't sleep here. And Masato's like... And no dumping and it's the wheelchair. Yeah. And Masato's like, I will mess you up. Don't test me. And this guy's like, eh, whatever. You're just a little punk. 
Masuda pulls out a gun and points it at his head, and the guy's like, oh, what is it? Is it a little toy gun and anything? <laughs> and then you see the countdown to 2001 happen, and pew! Masuda has just shot this dude straight in the head. His blood is splattered on his face, and he calls Sawashiro up, and he's like, I messed up. Uh-oh. I messed up. Uh-oh. So he's like, yeah, the old man let you go to jail f- for me. Yeah. Didn't even tell you exactly what happened. You're a fool. Uh, he also is like, hey, I'll let you live if you uh, you stay away from me and Arakawa and the old man. And Ichiban's like, nah. I got a better idea. Why don't you leave Ijin Show, get Kume to not be in this election campaign, and uh, we'll be even Steven. <laughs> and Aoki's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Also, I'm going to get my boys to show up now. <laughs> Um, also, like, ah, you said we would be one on one. Yeah. Also, he tells you that like those shelter projects are complete bullshit. Yeah, they're trying to deport all these people. Yeah, they're deportion uh, projects essentially. Um. So yeah, some of the goons show up, and then Nanba and the crew are like, "Hey, come on, we gotta Pull get out of here." A curtain. Yeah. Uh, you have to fight some dudes, and then Hamako shows up and is like, "Oh my god, the girls are gone. They're all gone when I got there. I don't know what happened." And you have to like tell her exactly what happened. She's like, "No." And now we gotta fight some more folks. Uh, this is the scene where like you hang out with the the heads of the mafia. You hang out with Hoshino, Chow, and Songwi, and you're all eating. And Chow's like made himself like a big Chow bowl just of food. Made himself a big bowl of food. It was like, all right, I'm just gonna sit here now. Like it's a huge plate of food. I thought mm-hmm. he was making it for everybody, but like everybody else has their own food. Yeah. Uh, you you try and come up with a plan to figure out what's happening. You you know you learn that Kume is running for the Kanagawa second district election, and they're like, okay, what if we get some guy to you know run against him? Like let's make that the plan, All right? Or you need three million yen to do this, and they're like, okay, let's figure that out, and we'll do that. Um, you go back to the bar. Mitsu finally phones you up and is like, hey, eventually we're gonna need you in Osaka because Arakawa needs his his allies there. So get here as soon as you can. Uh, Ichiban gives Hoshino 3 million yen and is like, yep, I still haven't found anyone for you, but that sucks, but we're going to figure it out. And Ichiban's like, hey, I got to go to Osaka. I'll be back later. And Hoshino's like, okay, cool. By the way, um, I heard there's a captain from the Omi Alliance named Masaru Watase who is being released from prison. That's why everyone's probably there. And it's going to be the first time those guys meet. So it could be real interesting things are happening at the Omi Alliance headquarters. Uh, we see Aoki in his office where he's just like questioning why his why Arakawa would be going to visit Watase and Sotenbori, and he orders Sawashiro to watch Arakawa and make sure nothing he has nothing up his sleeves like he's gonna plan anything. Uh, you head to Osaka, you go to the cab the big cabaret club there, and Ichiban's just like all like impatient, it's like waiting for this call, waiting for this call. What if we just go to Omi Lion's headquarters and just do that? <laughs> so they go there, and then Mitsu calls and it's like, "What do you mean you're here?" I told you to wait. I didn't tell you to come here straight away. And each one's like, yeah, I guess you did. Anyways, we're here. Uh, we're going to figure something out. Bye. Zhao just comes around the corner. He's like, hey, look, I got these catering things. Maybe this is our way in. I'm just like, where did you even get that? <laughs> yep. So they they basically hide themselves as as like caterers and make their way all the way up near to the dragon chamber where Arakawa was supposed to be. And he's, he has guests with him, basically, is what they say. Three people. Three people. And these uh, Omi Alliance guys are like, oh, man, it's real weird. Did you, where's the guy who's supposed to, like, lead you here? They're like, oh, he was busy. 
Like, who are you? Who are you? Where are you from? Like, I'm from the Arakawa family. And they're like, your name? He's like, I'm Ichiban Kasuga. And they're like, oh, that's a cool name. And then everyone's like, why would you tell me your name? (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, neat name. We're supposed to look for you, you dummy. (laughs) He's like, no. So you beat those guys up. And then two of the guys that are with Arakawa show up. And they're like, oh, man, I guess the party got started down here. You know, it's been a long time since we got in a fight. And it's uh, Taiga Seishima and Mother f- Goro Majima. Yep. Two big names from the Yakuza games you might remember. No, but I recognized one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I knew his face. Mm-hmm. So you have to fight both of them, and that fight's hard. Yeah, that's what you said. You had to go level up. I did have to go do some grinding for that fight. Um, But yeah, the, the Seishima's like. Majima's like trying to fight and everything. Sage was like, You haven't fought in like years, dude. You need a warm up. <laughs> but eventually you fight them and like you get through it, but they're like, Oh, we were just warming up and everything. Now we're ready, really, really ready to go. But then Arakawa shows up and is like, What are you guys doing? You guys, uh, you guys are on the same side here. You realize that? And they're like, Wait, we are? Oh, huh. Interesting. And then uh, Arakawa's other guest shows up and it's fucking Daigo Dojima, the former head of the Tojo clan. And everyone's like, what the f*** is going on? Dun-ba-bum. They lead you to this one room and they're basically like, here's everything that's actually been going down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Kamurocho 3K, 3K plan happens. Everything's, everything's going bad and everything. Um, Kojo clan's getting cracked down and everything. You know, Arakawa supposedy fed information to the police. D- and Dojima's like, I gave him the information to feed to the police. I warned everyone in the Tojo clan what was about to happen. So this was all planned within us because Arakawa came to me and was like, hey, my son wants me to do this. I was like, all right, let's figure out a way to do this and make sure no one figures out what's actually happening. Um, the rest of the Tojo clan, like higher ups are all in hiding, basically, just to avoid anyone freaking out or anything. And then Arakawa was like, yes, so like these are these are the people that are my allies right now. And then I want to make sure, I want to see if you guys are going to be my allies as well. So you basically go back and then you come back the next day for when uh, Watase makes his homecoming celebration. So this is the big day, but also they tell you like, so the actual plan for this is that Watase is going to come back and, you know, we've talked to him from in jail and relayed information to him. And if everything goes according to a plan, we are going to disband the Omi Alliance and the Tojo clan tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck? So Watase comes back. Everyone's like, "Welcome back, sir! Welcome back!" Because Watase was the captain. Arakawa was the acting captain. So everyone's like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" Watase like goes into this room where there's a bunch of dudes and everything. Pulls out this piece of paper and is like, "Hey, yeah, effective immediately. We're disbanding the Omi Alliance." Everyone's like, "What do you mean? What is this? You can't be like you're a traitor now." So. Your group like walks up in front of him because he's like on a stage and you're below the stage um, to guard him and everything. And then uh, Dojima shows up and is like, yeah, by the way, we're also disbanding the Tojo clan. I'm like, what is this guy doing here? He's our enemy. <laughs> uh, Majima and Seijima also show up and they're like, oh boy, oh boy. And Arakawa shows up and lines up with you guys. And then Tendo is there. And before like the meeting starts, you're like, and Tendo's like, why are you guys here? This is real weird. And he sees Arakawa and he's like, you guys, you sure these guys could be here? And Arakawa's like, it's fine. They're with me. If anything happens, I will take care of it. 
And Ichiban's like, oh, buddy, Tendo, you're going to see some wild stuff today. And Tendo's like, huh, okay. So Tendo walks up and is like, oh, man, you know, I always like to fight on the side. That's going to give me the best fight. And he squares up with you. And then basically turns around and stands beside you and is going to fight with you. So you have this big, like, brawl with all the Omi guys who are, like, real mad and everything. Um, you also tear off your shirt, because, of course, um, show off that tattoo. And then you have oh my God. a big old fight with everyone. There's a there's a point where this, there's a knife on the ground, and one of the guys is, like, one of the enemies is going to, like, grab it and go and shank Watasi. But then you just see this, this fist come through and punch him in the face. And it's, like, this dude in a nice suit, got his sunglasses on, and it's motherfucking hear you <laughs> this was the point where I literally threw my hands up and I was like ah! <laughs> everyone is like shocked because like obviously the events of Yakuza 6 have left him as MIA let's say they're like how did you get this guy out of like where did you find him and Watasi's like I don't know. I don't know this guy's name, clearly. He's just some guy I just hired to be a bodyguard, so it's just nice that he showed up. Random unnamed fella. <laughs> yes. So he fights with you, and you clear out these dudes, and then he's like, alright, we'll, 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 we'll take care of the front line. You guys take care of the back and everything. And he looks, he watches you as you as you leave, and he's like, good luck, Ichiban. And you, uh, you fight your way through everything. And then eventually... You, you come back to Yokohama and everything, and everything's fine and dandy. You get to finally have your, like, heart-to-heart uh, -heart with Arakawa after so long and everything, where he's like, talks about how, like, he feels very regretful because he doesn't feel like he's ever done anything for Ichiban and had him, like, go to jail for all this sort of stuff and just felt, like, felt very regretful for doing everything. And Ichiban's like, no, dude, I, it's, no, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, do not worry. He talks about, like, he, he keeps having this dream and everything where he's like, yeah, I keep having this dream where Masato was, like, born in the soap land, just like you were. And, like, he basically came out, like, he became a better person. Like, he became kind of like how you were and everything. And he's, like, he talks to, he asks Ichiban, he's, like, do you ever think of your parents? Like, do you ever, like, ever wanted to meet them? And Ichiban, like, thinks about it. He's, like, I, I mean, yeah, but, like, not really. Like, I, I grew up the way I grew up. Like, it's fine. I'm the way I am because of the way I of how I, I, I lived my life and everything. So they have this heart-to-heart -heart and everything, and then they go their separate ways because uh, is going to go meet with Hoshino. They're going to go have some food together and everything and have a little chit-chat. And then you wake up the next morning, you get a voice message from Hoshino who says, hey, they found Arakawa's body. He's dead. He got dumped in the ocean. Yeah. That's the end of that chapter. Now we're in the, the coin locker baby chapter. Coin locker baby! <laughs> so Ichiban's real messed up because of this. Um, he's like, okay, we gotta figure out what happened, what's going on. So you have to find you find a uh, Hoshino who basically tells you like you know what you talked what they talked about and everything uh, before he left and everything. So like he's like I. I try. I could have saved him. I don't know what happened, but like, I don't. I, uh, um, there's also the scene beforehand where like you see like a bunch of the heads of the Omi who are real mad that the Omi got disbanded and everything. Sawashiro is like kneeling on the ground in front of them, trying to apologize. Mm -hmm. um, where like, and then Ishioda shows up and is like, "Here's a bunch of money. Here's our forgiveness. Cool." 
And they're like, oh, yes, now you are the patriarch of the Arakawa family because Arakawa's dead. And then Sawashiro's like, no, I don't think that's how this is going to be. I'm going to take one of you old farts and gouge your eye out. Ah. And I'm going to be the head of the Arakawa family now. Ugh. So yeah, then Hoshino's like calls you up and is like, hey, let's go get a meal. Let's go talk about what happened. So we talk, they basically have like this, this they, Hoshino relays to him what they talked about the night before and he's like, I wish I could have stopped him. I gave him an escort or something so he would be alive today and Ichimon's like, look, you you did what you could. Like, it's not your fault he's dead. But Ichimon's still kind of just like real messed up and everything. Um, and they're like, we have to figure out who who's behind this. It's probably maybe some like dude in the Omi Alliance who's just like real mad about what happened and everything but it also could just be Aoki. Who knows? Um, the gang all has like a sit down and everything and they're just like, what do we do? 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 Uh, they try and find Kume because they're like, oh, let's talk to him. He'll figure out a way to get us to Aoki. We'll just rough him up a bit. But they can't because like he's got like guards everywhere and they and he and he won't talk to like citizens. And they've been blacklisted because of threats. <laughs> um, Aoki gets interviewed at a news on a news wire that you see like on a TV on a building, and it's just like, oh, this is I'm. They're like questioning him about like him being the new party chair and the coverage of Three Cave Clan, and he's like giving them all like the the lip service essentially. Um, they meet back up with Hoshino, and Hoshino's like, "Here's the three million yen you gave me, by the way, because we couldn't find anyone to run. So I guess you're just gonna have to use this." And then they're like, oh, "Who are we gonna get to to run against this guy?" And then everyone's just like, "Hey, Ichiban, you want to run for <laughs> office?" <laughs> and they're like, "No." Like, well, you're kind of the only choice here. Like, oh, okay, I gotta go. We got we have a deadline to meet. We have to go right now to to register. <laughs> <laughs> so they register. The next day, the bar is like filled with like protest stickers from Kume regarding Ichiban now being <laughs> now running. Um, they also run into some dudes who try and fight them, and you're like beat them up and do all that sort of stuff. So you basically come up with this plan to like, well, you need to find a way to have. Kume shake your hand because if he doesn't shake your hand it discredits him because he's not taking other candidates seriously but if he shakes your hand that means you're paying, taking credit taking it seriously and you'll be able to talk to him then so that's the plan so they get this bus and everything and they they counter his speech where he's like talking on one side and he show up and you're like hey what's up my dude you know man you're being a real hypocrite right now like you are doing some real shady stuff like you want to get around all these gray zones but you're operating in a gray zone it's real weird isn't it and like everyone's like <laughs> Yeah, it is real weird. <laughs> but also, like, there's people in, like, the audience that are just, like, people you know and, like, allies of yours. So, like, yeah, Ichiban, yeah. Then the media gets on and, like, oh, this Ichiban guy. Huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, let me come over there and shake your hand. And then Kumi's like, Let's get, get out of here. Let's get out of here. Um, so that happens. And the next day you try and do the same thing, but you're able to, like, sneakily shake his hand or like oh we're gonna go talk to you and your bus now but then uh han's getting a phone call at the same time and he's like what what's happening oh 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 boy oh boy he uh he runs up to each of us like we have to go right now and each was like but i got i got him and he's like no we have to go right now um so they learned that like the omi has infiltrated the seiru clan and are basically going to go after hoshino so they run off and as, uh, before that also uh, Aoki in his office gives Sawashiro 24 hours to kill a dude so obviously there's your connection um, so you run off to the Seiru clan headquarters and 
you see one of the the captains is like been shot and he's like oh man they came up and roughed us up you have to go Hoshinoba's in trouble you run up to the 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 office of Hoshinoba and everything you break down the door Sawashiro's there just like sitting on the couch and Hoshinoba has a bullet through his heart yep Sawashiro you have to you have to fight Sawashiro eventually and you beat him up and then he's like Oh boy, let's 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 have an info dump for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you know the 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 young master ordered me to kill his dad, and I was like, that was the first time I've ever disobeyed an order from because I could not do it because Arakawa means so much to me. Like I can't, I I couldn't do it. So let's learn about our uh, Sawashiro's backstory. Yay! So he was a young punk. <laughs> Casually uh, knocked up a girl. Uh-oh. When he was like 15. They both were not ready for parenthood. And basically he says, every day we, we were hoping for a miscarriage so that baby wouldn't come. It's messed up. Uh, the baby comes and they're like, we have to get rid of this kid because we cannot, we can't take care of this kid. We do not have the means to take care of this kid. So he comes up with the idea of putting it in a coin locker and just leaving it. So they do that and then they're at like the park and everything, and the girl, the girl who's the mother of the kid, is like, "I, I, we have to go get the kid back. We have to go. I can't do this." He's like, "What do you mean? We've agreed to this. Oh, let's go back." And he chases after her, and then once they they eventually get back to the coin lockers, that's when Arakawa's punching open the coin locker to get the kid, and they're like, "Why is that guy doing that? Oh my God, he's opening up our locker. He's grabbed our child. What is happening?" And then Sawashiro was like, oh, man, I guess that's a good thing. You know, he has our kid now. It's all cool. We don't have to worry about this anymore. We can just forget about it. It's all good. Um, so they hang out there for like a little bit. And then some dudes show up um, who are kind of dressed like, you know, a little bit flashier. They, uh, they're they like, oh, okay, which, which locker is it? Which locker is it? Uh, oh, here we go. Here we found it. We found it. Open up the locker. They pull out another baby. Baby. And they're like, oh, I guess, I guess the handoff didn't happen, which is a shame. And then um, they're like, "Yeah, this is the this is the kid Akane uh, had, and Akane is the name of the girl that Arakawa was with way back when." Ba-ba-bum. And Sawashiro basically realizes, like, "Oh, that dude was looking for his own kid and took our kid." Uh oh. Um, a few years later, uh, Sawashiro was like walking through. Kamurocho, he finds Arakawa, who's now made his own family and everything, and there's a kid being wheeled around, and that's Sawashiro's kid. So he's like, I gotta join this this Yakuza family to, and I, I wanna I wanna figure out who this guy is, and also I wanna find be able to find a way to get close to my kid. Um, of course, that means that Masabi Arakawa is not Masado Arakawa's kid, but Sawashiro's kid. Yep. And then he's like, by the way, Ichiban, your birthday is New Year's Eve, right? This lines up timeline-wise, right? You're you're most likely Arakawa's kid. Yep. (laughs) Ichiban's like, um, excuse me? Yep. (laughs) What do you mean? Um, He also was like, hey, I think Ishioda's the one behind who killed Arakawa. Because it makes sense because he's, you know... I know me loyalist and everything. He probably did it, but I don't know for sure, but it would make sense. Uh, and then 
our uh Sabashiro's like like we're like, all right, we have to you have to turn yourself in now. We're gonna leave you for the cops. So like, yeah, so they he gets taken off by the cops and everything, and they're like they question basically afterwards, like, why why was he so kind of like regretful? Why did he do this big old info dump and everything? Why would he do all this? And they're like, maybe he was just waiting for you to try and stop him outright. And you were just too late. He just wanted you to not be able to do that. Or he wanted you to stop him from doing all this. And Ichiban's like, <laughs> regrets. Regrets. Uh, penultimate chapter time. They were finally winding down two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's a lot to the story. A lot. I mean, so in the last game we had throwing babies in the ocean. Now we have throwing babies in the coin Two lockers. Two babies in so. the coin lockers. Two babies in the coin lockers. They're coin locker pals. Mm -hmm. Except for one of them sucks. Real bad. He has fancy hair, though. He does have fancy hair. But just because you have fancy hair doesn't mean you get to be an It's true. Um, let's see here. So Ichiban obviously is like a little like out of it after Shook. everything that's happened. He's like, oh man, this is a lot to take in. <laughs> but he realizes he has to settle things with the, the young master and everything. So he tries to find Kume again at the Bleach Japan office and they get ambushed by the Tokyo Omi Alliance. There's this dude in front of it he's like trying to get information out of and he's just angry so he's real mad and he's just like this dude's like i don't know what to tell you i've told you everything i know and each one's like that's not good enough it's just like punching him and punching him and punching him and then this dude just comes in and like holds his arm back it's hear you he's like what the heck are you doing what are you doing why are you doing this he's like he has information i need i have to get this information like here's like well, I have information for you, but I don't think I'm going to give it to you now because of what you're doing. Each one's like, what do you mean? Give it to me. And Kiri's like, you're not being level-headed. You're being If you were level-headed right now, you would be able to see the avenues in front of you. But right now, you're just focused on your anger. And you can't, be, you can't do that in this line of work. You can't be like that right now. There are things you need to figure out. So I'm going to be somewhere you know, later tonight if you want to come show up, and I maybe I'll give you that information. Till then, stop being an idiot. Yep. Ichiban's like... Yeah, I guess. I guess. So you go to the, the Korean Mafia hideout. And Kiryu's there. And he's like, uh, yep, we will I'll give you this information. But first, uh, we're going to fight. We're going to have a fight first. Let me rip off my jacket. And Ichimon's like, I can do that too. <laughs> um... I cannot believe that this is a whole thing. This is a staple of the series. <laughs> I cannot believe. Like, they just touch their shoulder and, like, the entire top half of their outfit just rips off. Yeah, rules. Like, if there's a shirt, if there's a jacket, if there's a tie, all gone. I'm just like, how? Also, uh, when Kiryu leaves you after that encounter in the in the street... He uh, passes by Han, and he's like, you know, you look familiar. And Han's just like, yeah, I, you know, it's probably someone's very similar. Maybe a case of mistaken identity. And Kiri's just like, all right, okay, cool. 
uh, there's a scene in Aoki's office where the police commissioner Horinochi uh, shows up and Aoki's like, Oh, it wasn't me. And Hoshino's death totally didn't do anything. Uh, by the way, you're going to have to keep working for me because of stuff. That's the way this works. Cause I'm power hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then the Ichiban and his crew, they go to the, they go to meet up with Kiryu and everything. You beat up Kiryu. Not really, but you beat him up enough to where he's like, okay, I understand. You know, you've proven your worth to me. Let me, uh, You're good now. Let me tell you about uh, Aoki's next move. So they go like into like the base of operations where Sungui's there. And they're like, here's some uh, video footage and everything. Here's some information. We will uh, tell you this. Also, you Ichiban like passes out after the fight and like <laughs> takes him a while to wake up. And then they're like, okay, cool. Now you're fine. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you get that information and everything, and I think at one point, oh, they also get like a tip off that like, oh, there's an assassin coming out for Sabasiro because they think he's going to spill information to the cops. So we have to figure out a way to stop that and everything. And then Sungwi's like, oh, maybe you could tell them who you are, Kiryu. And Kiryu's like, nope, I am just, nope. I am a person who's not supposed to be here. I am a dead person essentially. If people outside of this knew I was working with you guys, that would be big trouble for me, and I do not want to let people I care about be put in danger because of that, so we'll just keep it at this. I'm a guy, and that's all you need to know. I am a guy. Um, so eventually you find this one building where, uh, what's his face? What is his face? Ishioda. He's there. He's walking into that building. Also, they 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 learned that like, oh, there's a mysterious assassin called Mirror Face who's with him, and they're gonna hire him to kill this kill Sawashiro. So they go into the building and they fight their way through, and they have to fight Ishioda. But also, we find Mirror Face who's dressed up as a dachi. They're like, which one's a dachi? And Ichiban's like, all right, which what's the penal code or what's the traffic laws for this? And the one guy recites it perfectly, and the other one's like, uh, this. And then eventually he punches one of the, the punches the one who was reciting it perfectly, and Saiko's like, "Why would you punch him? Why you do that one?" <laughs> and Ichiban's just like, "Adachi wouldn't know that stuff. What are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, so you eventually fight those guys, and you basically try and interrogate Ishioda and be like, "You killed Arakawa, didn't you?" And he's like, "No, I didn't. It wasn't me." And then a bomb goes off. Yep. Kaboom. We see on the outside that uh, a, a guy was ordered to by Butthole McGee. Mm-hmm. And then they also learned that Tendo is the one that killed Arakawa. Yes. Jingle jangle indeed. Uh, final day of campaigns are happening. Kume's off doing his thing. He's like, blah, 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 blah. He's on his bus. Yeah. And Creeper Dude's downstairs like, I, I get weird vibes with that girl in him. Mm-hmm. Like, Yes, he's kind of a leader of a cult at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but, like, but she doesn't like... know that. No, 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 it's just real creepy between the two of them. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I don't like that power dynamic. Um, But, yeah, in Kamurocho, uh, Aoki shows up to help campaign with one of the dudes there and has a talk. You see this dude who's, like, in, like, just all, like, hooded up and everything with a megaphone and a, and a bag shows up. And then... When Aoki gets on the stage and everything, he's like, oh, yeah, thank you and everything. Hello. And this dude wheels off his coat and everything, pulls up his mic- megaphone. He's like, oh, hello, Governor Aoki. It is me, Ichiban. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um, excuse me? You're supposed to be blown up? Uh, so 
Ichiban jumps up onto the, the van and everything and shakes his hand. He's like, yes, yep. let's have a shake here. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. I'm going to f*** you up. <laughs> also, by the way, we found a recording that you you of you giving Sawashiro the order to kill Arakawa. Man, that's real weird. You should probably uh, find that in the Millennium Tower because, man, we're going to go find it as well. It's be real shame is that it came to light and we leaked it to the media. And Aoki's like, you, you totally don't have that. And Ichiban's like... Mm, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. You should probably do with something about that. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, so Ichiban leaves and everything. They meet up with their contact in Kamurocho, which is Nick, who found them a place to stay, which is at uh, basically the bar that um, Kiryu used as a hangout through like most of the Yakuza games. Adachi's like, hey, by the way, I have an old friend who's going to show up. He's going to relay us some information. It's all cool. That is uh, Makoto Date, who's also another older character from the Yakuza games, one of Kiryu's allies as well. Um, they're like, yeah, you can use this place as a safe house. It's cool. Um, Date looks at like Ichiban and is like, you know, you remind me of an old friend of mine. <laughs> 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 to reference Kiryu and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the next day, you head off to the Millennium Tower. Um, Nick calls Ichiban and is like, yeah, I'll... I'll I'll keep tabs on you. I will, you know, I have people live streaming what you're doing. So I'll make sure I know what's happening and everything. So don't worry. If anything bad happens, I'll, I'll, I have your back. So basically you have to fight your way through the Millennium Tower and all this sort of stuff. Also, they know Tendo's there because he got ordered by Aoki to tear down the Arakawa office to find that recording. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Tendo's also like, yeah, you're you're kind of, you know, you're eventually going to need me more than I need you, so, or the other way around. And, you know, this this the dynamic we have right now isn't going to work, I think, going forward. So we're going to have to figure something out about this. Um, eventually, you fight your way back to up to the top where the Arakawa family office is, and Tendo's there. And he's like, oh, you know, I was ordered to find this recording. I can't find it. And Ichiban's like, yeah, it doesn't exist. (laughs) 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 LOL. Uh, Then you have to fight Tendo, which is a long fight. It was a very long fight. Because he has multiple, like, stages of, like, stuff he can do. And some of them are, like, an instant kill. Yeah, that part sucked. Yeah, it does. Uh, After the fight, there's a cut to this place where they're doing the election results. And they see, like, all, like, the, the people that Aoki basically backed were winning pretty single-handedly and Aoki's like oh let's give a speech and everything but then there's like a a thing pops up behind him and it's like Ryo Aoki has been uh has a warrant out for his arrest in 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 a murder case and everyone's like what what and then Nick gets up from his seat he's like oh governor can you comment on these murder accusations (laughs) can you can you give us a comment on this it's real strange why why are you running away why are you all scared were you involved with the murder of Arakawa? Are you are you a member of the Arakawa family? And he's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. And Nick's like, oh, why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> why are you pushing me away? Uh, so obviously Aoki has to head run back to the Millennium Tower. He calls Horonouchi up and is like, what is this war thing? Why is this a thing? What are you guys doing? And he's Horonouchi's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're looking into it. But I I don't know what to tell you. He's like, yeah, I don't think it's gotten out of that room. So, like, it shouldn't be a big deal. Or is that printed anywhere out of that room? He's like, yeah, but that was a live stream. So, like. It's out there. It's everywhere <laughs> yeah. now. Thanks. 
he uh, he tells he's like, get my my best bo- my best dudes. We're going to the Millennium Tower. We need to figure out what's happening. Why? And also, Tendo's not answering his phone, so I don't know what's going on. Um, so they get there, and Tendo's like just sitting on the desk. Everyone's laid out, and he's like, yeah, that was a bluff and everything. They uh they got they pulled one over on us, and now he's like. <laughs> We need to make sure everyone that is involved with this is done. We get we we're gonna get rid of these guys. We're gonna kill them. And then <laughs> Ichiban like he's like looking at Ichiban. He wakes up and he's like, "Hey, I got you good." Um, like the whole time that he's doing this speech, me and you are like, "Oh my god, he's just digging his hole deeper." Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you're verbally just saying like let's murder all these people yep. uh han pops up out of the, uh, the corner is like hey got this all on video i'm going to leak this on the internet <laughs> and then i love that he's just got a cell phone like hey i'm yep. filming what up and then tendo pulls out actual tendo and ten- the tendo he was talking to was mirror face mirror face and i was like holy crap i did not expect that twist but that's real good mm-hmm. that was real good so Ichiban's just like, yep, so we kind of got you now. We know what's happening. We, You need to s- stop being dumb. Stop murdering people. Stop, stop being so power hungry and everything. You're just being an idiot. Go back to being a young master. Yeah. So you have to knock some sense into him by literally fighting him. Yep. Or if you're me, just German suplexing him on his head over and over and over again until he runs that out of HP. That was really <laughs> funny. Well, because the thing is, is that you had been a musician up until that point, mm-hmm. and then they changed your class, so you had a <coughs> different move set, yeah. and that led to the, the suplexing. I'm just going to suplex him on his head over and over and over again, so it's great. It was really <laughs> funny because you were just like, all right, well, time to do this over and over. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay, he probably deserved it, honestly. You had a quick time event, too. Mm-hmm. So you beat him up and everything, and now he's like goes on this big rant about how like he felt like he was going to change Japan. He has the power to do it now. You know, no one else understands his motives but me and everything. And each one's like, no one understands me. Stop being an idiot. Like you have time to change yourself. Like you got all this power, and now you're power hungry, and you're just killing people off because they're doing things that you don't like. Stop being dumb. Like you have the power to change yourself. You have the power to to fix everything that you're doing. Stop being dumb. <laughs> um, he tries to like just be like, you know, like, you know, you were my first friend and everything, and I want to make sure like, you know, you don't ruin your life over everything that you're doing. Like, I just want to see this the young master come back. I want to see the your your family to me. Your family to me. I want to see the old you come back. And then like, it seems like he kind of gets through to to Aoki for a second, but then Aoki's like also is just out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, the cops show up, and uh, Han's like, hey, here's this video where he basically ordered us to die. <laughs> we have sent it <laughs> out to people. It's, you know, messed up. You're you're going to have to deal with this. And they're like, well, we got to... We got to bring you in for, for questioning mm-hmm. on this. And um, he tells a, a, a beat cop to, like, go get him. And beat cop goes over to him, and uh, Aoki, like, Pulls his gun after he, like, gets a piece of glass and, like, holds it to the guy's throat. Yeah. And uses him as a hostage and leaves. They're like, this is going to be worse for you because you just took a police officer hostage and now you're going to go to jail. <laughs> you are making bad decisions all over the place. And Aoki, like, he's just like, I don't like you, Ichiban. I've always, like, disliked you. You're trash to me. We're not family. We're not family. Stop trying to meddle in my affairs. I'm out of here. 
goodbye. Goodbye. And then gets on the elevator and bops that dude on the head. He bops him on the head and runs out and basically makes his way through Kamurocho. Um, There's a video of him ordering the deaths of Ichiban and his crew that's just looping on various video screens around Kamurocho. He's just like beat to crap, like staggering Mm -hmm. through the city. He basically stumbles upon the coin lockers where obviously that's his origin and everything. And then Ichiban... His origin story! (laughs) Ichiban shows up. um, And Aoki points the gun at him. Basically, he's like, points a warning shot at him, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's a real gun! <laughs> yeah, I love, like, the, the people in the background that are just like, nope, absolutely not, I'm mm-hmm. out! Uh, Aoki tells him about the girl that he, you know, he used to like and everything that went off and was actually with the cop and everything, and he was like, you know, I went to, like, this event a few years after I came back, and she was there. Didn't know who I was, though, but she was just like, you know, Oh, you you're you know you're very you know cleaned up and you know you're very intelligent now and everything or and you're very intelligent and everything. And he's just like, that's what she would say to me after I cleaned my act and everything. Like she didn't care about me. She didn't know who I was or anything like that. And I had to sit there and take it. Oh yeah. Boo hoo. Boo hoo. So he's feeling all sad and he's like, I'm gonna put this gun to my head. And each one's like, Stop being dumb. <laughs> People actually um, cared about you, like me, like Arakawa, like Sawashiro. People actually gave a crap about you. And now you just are trying to act like no one gives a crap about you in the world, that you're just this power-hungry man and everything, and you're just going to fix everything because you have all the the power and everything. But that's not how this works. I appreciate it, and we talked about this. I appreciate how, like, they allowed Ichiban in the story to get so emotional mm-hmm. at this point. Like he just breaks down. He breaks down like he's begging at this point, and I mean he's he's really just putting it all out there mm-hmm. of like he he cares he's crying, like he's. I loved it. I thought it was a really cool thing that they did. Same because like you don't you don't see that. It's not something you would see Kiryu do either. So like it's again another difference between like those two as protagonists. But like yeah, it's it's really good they like they let him just like just be super emotional in that moment because obviously like yeah. that's just the way his character would be. Um, eventually he's able to like get through to Aoki and Aoki kind of lowers the gun and everything They put he's like yeah let's start at rock bottom and mm-hmm. start over and fix everything they put the the gun in the locker and everything and then his, his symbolic Aok- Aoki's secretary phones him up and he's like where have you been uh, things are bad and, and he's like I'm gonna have to turn myself in you're gonna have to find a new job and everything sorry it's my bad <laughs> And then Aoki and Ichiban are about to leave, but then Kume like runs up and just shanks him in the side. I don't know how it's like a lower abdomen wound, so like I I I still think it's survivable. Yeah, but also he did just get beat up and everything a lot, so I don't know. Who knows exactly? But Kume's like, you betrayed the you betrayed the cause and everything. I can't let you. Uh, Walk away from this. Like, why would you do this? You were my mentor and everything. Can't believe you would do this. All right, bye. You were the chosen Basically. one. Basically, Ichiban's like, "Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God." He's like yelling to try and mm-hmm. get help, and man. So I think that's the credits roll. Yes. Uh, Post credits, we see Adachi on top of the police office building and. Kamurocho, he meets up with Horonouchi, and he's like, hey, I got this USB flash drive. It's got all this, like, information about who was on the Arakawa family payroll. 
Real interesting. Oh man, you're on this. Real interesting. It's a it's a shame that well, I'm going to give this information to people. Oh wait, I've already given this information to people. Oh, I gave it to the commissioner of the police. Oh man, you're in trouble now. Let me just throw my middle fingers up at you and everything, basically. <laughs> so that dude gets Adachi finally gets his revenge against that dude and everything, and he gets dragged out by the the other cops and um. Adachi's like going to go ask him about something, but he's just like, nah, I don't need it. I don't need to gloat about this, whatever. Uh, you go back to Yokohama and you uh, you learn from Namba that Sawashiro is going to get a life sentence and everything. Um, Aoki died without realizing that Sawashiro was his dad or anything. Aokara died without knowing that Ichiban possibly is his dad. And Namba's like, do you want to get a DNA test and figure things out? And Ichiban is like, nah. I've had two dads. It's fine. The the dude who ran the soap land in Arakawa. Those are my dads. It's cool. It's whatever. <laughs> That's what I'll know. They go to the funeral home. They attend Arakawa's funeral. Uh, Dojima, Watasi, uh, Majima, Saijima are all there. Uh, Dojima and Watasi are like, yeah, so we're going to go uh, make a security firm in Osaka. You know, if you guys want to join up and... Uh, help with us like Arakawa was gonna was gonna help us with his business and everything but you know things have happened so like if you guys want to join up with us you were free to do so and Ichiban's like you know I appreciate it but I'm going to have to decline your offer you know this is this is my home now this is my this is where I belong this is where my crew is um outside the the funeral home like the rest of the crew shows up and they're like oh what do you say what do you say and they're like, oh, this is what he said and everything. And they're like, they basically kind of make fun of him or give him a little grief for having like this emotional speech about wanting to stay there and everything. And he kind of just like walks off and just like, you know, hangs out by the bridge and just looks off and it's like, you know, reminisces about what Aoki said to him right before he died, which is about like, you know, starting over at rock bottom mm-hmm. and everything. And that's uh, that's how the game ends. Yep. Um, we didn't talk at all about the summons, though. The summons are good. The pound mates. The, the pound mates are great. Which, of course, it's a Yakuza game, so they're very ridiculous. So, like, once you meet, like, the, the former Yakuza characters, you get to use them. So, like, you can have Kiryu just show up out of nowhere, or Majima show up out of nowhere. But then also, there's just, like, what if you had a cat show up? We've got a crawfish. We've got a crawfish. What if you recreate a Korean drama? <laughs> yeah! Like, they recreated Winter Sonata. It's so funny. Well, they didn't show the... There was one that they don't, they that wasn't in that video. There was one where there's, no? like, a little girl who asked for donations. Oh, my God. And then you get more money when you do that summon. <laughs> nice. So good. Yeah, the summons are fantastic in this game. Like, they're real goofy and good. Um, but, yeah, that is that is the story of Yakuza. I, I really like this story. Um, like I said... I love I love Ichiban as a character. He's really good. Um, I like the way they like. This is obviously a continuation of the Yakuza story, obviously because you know it takes place after the events of six. The the events of six in previous games are referenced very heavily and everything. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. the dissolution of the Omi Alliance and the Tojo Clan leaves things in a very interesting spot for if they do another one of these games, which I think you could. Like, there's definitely some stuff that is left out in the open. Um, for this where like you know Ichiban and his crew can do some other stuff like what's up with Kume where is he after murdering Aoki like I feel like that would be some unfinished business and everything there's going to be stragglers from the Tokyo Omi Alliance that will probably be out there and about so there's a lot of like I think there's threads that definitely could potentially be told in a 
in another game. And I would definitely be excited to see more of Ichiban and the crew. And I think the way they, they utilize like the, the past characters as well is very good. Cause like they don't, they show up and shine, but they don't like overshine everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this had me thinking of a certain game called Apollo justice, Ace attorney where yeah, I was, what a great game. Where I was like, man, what if that game was similar to this? Where like, the way Kiryu shows up is just like very much like I'm gonna help you with this like these two things, and then I'm out of your hair. Like I'm not gonna overstay my welcome as the former protagonist. Like this is your game, this is your story, story. Um, and like I I'll help you with this little thing, and then that's it. I'm good. Rush my hair into this. Like what if they did that in the same way in the Apollo Justice, where like Phoenix Wright just like shows up very rarely and is like I'll help you with this these two things. Like maybe in the last case. And that's basically it. What I would have preferred is like Apollo Justice could stay the same as it is, but everything past that, like Apollo is the protagonist. Yeah, I think that would like, also be Phoenix can show up every once in a while and can like, like, like it was in this one that he just showed up as like, hey, I can give you some advice and. Mm-hmm then like i'm i'm gone like it's like like i feel like that's what should have happened with phoenix yeah especially like as the player you're like oh yeah it's the the former protagonist yay but he's not here to like you know outshine everyone else he's not here to be like oh this is my game now or something like that like no he's just like you know i'm here to show up for a little bit i have other like i'm not supposed to be here so obviously i can't really stay but you know i'll help you out and then i will peace out yeah so i think that's cool um yeah I, i love the story I think, like, like we talked about earlier on, like, there's some weirdness with, like, the way it handles some politics and stuff like that, um, where it has, like, this weird, like, dissension within itself that it doesn't quite line up with each other in the way that it probably should, um, but a lot of the main plot, like, I, I'm a sucker for melodramatic crime drama, so, and the Yakuza games deliver, deliver on that front and just, you know, always so like this is really good and especially as a game that you know is the it's a new story it's a continuation but also mostly a new story in this long winding franchise like it's a really good like starting point for something new Mm -hmm. and i think like it's also just like a good way for like new people to kind of hop in and see what's up with with the series who have basically been like you know i want to get into the series but like there's seven games and there's a lot of stuff to deal with. Like, I don't know if I can play through all these games. Like, this kind of gives you a relatively, a mostly clean slate of a new story, new characters and everything. Like, obviously, there's the references to the main franchise as a whole. But, like, even if you don't know that, I don't think this would basically hinder your experience. Like, obviously, I mean, you saw the back half of this game and you were still, like, pretty, I was you were pretty captivated by it. So, and you didn't have, like, you know, that that knowledge of like oh this is this character this character so but it's like it kind of it you, you can come into this with like no previous knowledge of these games and still find something good out of it correct oh <sighs> yeah i like i like i said this is it's going to be hard come game of the year to figure out what's the better jrpg of this year dun, dun, dun. that is going to be a very tough choice uh, we'll figure that out in a month or so. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't, is there anything else that I that I'm forgetting that you think I should talk about, or are we good? Because I'm also very tired of talking for two and a half hours. <laughs> no, we're good. I can't think of anything. Oh, uh, yeah, this game's great. If you, uh, yeah, like I said, the switch to JRPG does not affect this game in the slightest, and like it, it's a very interesting change that I think benefits this game specifically in a multitude of different ways. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap this episode up. Mm-hmm. So. If you would like more from us, go to SeasonalNightmareCheckup.com or SAC.cool so where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Night Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns reviews. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, A Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com right now. Uh, did I say Twitter? I don't remember if I said Twitter. I don't remember if you said Twitter. Twitter.com slash anime checkup. If I didn't say it, I'll probably be like, oh man, you said that, you dummy. When I read, when I go through edit this. Uh, and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast, bonus episodes, whole bunch of stuff on there. Fun stuff all together. Next mm-hmm. week, we got a schedule for y'all. Yeah. Next week, happy December next week. Wow, the last month wild. of the year. Uh, so next week, we are going to break down Season 1 of Love Live School Idol Festival All-Stars. Maybe some other stuff, depending on how how that goes, maybe. May, yeah, depending on how I finish things. Well, it may turn into a grab bag, or we may just, like, we may push those to another episode. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So that'll be next week. The week after that is our annual preview event for the, mm-hmm. the next year, which... It's going to be uh, interesting. I think this is also going to, of course, be our annual tradition of... Let's see here. As I wait for Google to load. Google load, Google load. I'm out of my mind because I've been talking for two and a half hours. Why is this taking so long? (laughs) Oh, yes, of course. Uh, This will... um, We'll do this before the game awards so we'll miss out on some announcements because that's the way these always goes that's the way we <laughs> yeah, do it I, the, the game awards aired the thursday of that week and we will obviously record tuesday so Lame. so yeah the 12th of december will be our preview episode for 2021 where we talk about games anime all sorts of media that we are into and are looking forward to in the coming year the 19th of december will be our annual christmas episode yay and we've got a doozy of a christmas episode for you yeah, we just figured out what we were going to do. We did. And then the 26th of December, the final episode of the year, will be Game of the Year. Who will take home the crown as the best game in a very bizarre year? No kidding. Oof. So we'll figure all that stuff out, yeah. And then probably the week after the first episode of the year might be a grab bag episode of some stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is our schedule for the next month or so. So look forward to all those episodes. For now, I'm going to not talk yay 